0: Welcome back to Cooper Duper, a Twin Peaks podcast for regular people. This is Jess.
1: I am Mikey. And we
0: are joined today mm-hmm. by friend, former colleague of mine, current colleague of Michael's, <laughs> former comedian with me. Hey, we're here with uh, our friend Phil. Hi, Phil.
2: Hi. What's going on, guys? Thanks hey, for hey, having hey. me. Yeah.
0: Hi, bud. Um, hey. Do you want to talk about your uh, history with Twin Peaks and why this is something that you were interested in and why you agri- agreed to do our stupid podcast?
2: yeah uh so we uh jen my girlfriend partner long time uh have um (laughs) have watched watched the series once we but we were very late to it we came to it um uh i don't know probably like five years ago maybe for the first time and we watched seasons one and two and and then you know like everyone else didn't get to and see then, the rest and then for a
1: while attended our yeah. premiere party.
2: Yeah
0: you're, yeah. you're part of our,
1: yeah. Part of
2: the premiere party and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was, and I think that season three was announced while I was working with you, Mikey. And mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. So we went through that whole thing. We, we discussed
1: uh, the, the random simultaneous tweets of David Lynch and Mark Frost that mm-hmm. said that gum you like is going to come back in style. Like, at oh, the same yeah, time yeah. on Twitter, and oh. everyone lost their minds. Mm-hmm.
3: We were, we were yeah, part of that yeah.
1: mind lost. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I
0: realized. Wait, how long have you been working with Mikey, Phil?
1: Since August
2: of 2016.
0: It's been that long.
2: Yeah, yeah it's been that long. I know it's crazy. I
0: still think that, like, oh, Phil, like just started there, but yeah. I guess yeah, like, no, we've, we've both been going been
3: there for forever. I know it's yeah.
0: not... <laughs> um, just a little background on how we all know each other. So, Phil and I, I think I've discussed, um. Have we discussed uh, the place that Phil and I worked together on the show? I feel like it came up once, uh, probably. Um, but but Phil and I worked together. God, fuck, what was it called? Pacinos. Pacinos.
1: Yeah. Um, but she like, knows. <laughs> I think I yeah. may have told your transformer story to some degree. Oh really?
2: Oh, Okay. Oh nice. Okay. But yeah. I, I could <laughs> be
1: wrong. Maybe I've just told. It's a great story about Phil Michael Bay and filming Transformers. That, oh, yeah. Maybe it's the other Michael Bay story I told. Oh, the, about. the
0: bartender yeah. one? So anyway. Phil and I worked together at Bacino's in, I think I started in December 2010, I guess, because it was right when I started dating Mikey. No, it must have been later than that because I didn't work for a long time when I was dating Mikey and his friends made a lot of fun of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we worked there for like, I don't know, six months together, huh? Joel always made – not Joel. Yeah, Joel.
1: Oh. I mean, he was a coworker.
0: Oh, he wasn't. I'm so sorry.
1: I mean, we're not super tight now.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is boring. Um, So Phil and I worked together uh, for a while at this garbage (laughs) restaurant. We worked the morning shift. It was terrible. Um, And then later we started doing stand-up together. And then Phil was looking for a job. And so I hooked him up with Mikey. And so now they work together. So that's how Phil is sort of a great family. In the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Phil, just off off the top, um, were you stoned when you watched it? And if no, did you wish you were?
2: Oh, no, yes, absolutely. It had to be. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay good. Uh, yeah, but it was, yeah. Uh, it, it, that episode is is fantastic. Uh, Uh, getting back to the whole relationship of it. Like I've only seen the series once all the way through and then kind of gone back and watched little bits and pieces here and there and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But, uh, but this is the first time I had gone back and watched this one all the way through. And uh, yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the best hours of television ever. It's so great. Oh
3: boy. Okay.
2: (laughs) I mean, I can understand why someone would hate it. Like, uh, but like the fact that it's just, it it takes a lot of big swings and uh, yeah I
1: I loved it. Um, I,
0: I will say when the credits popped up, I was like, "Oh, it's over already." Yeah, because there's only four scenes in it, and they're each twenty and there's, minutes yeah, long.
1: Seven lines of dialogue yeah. in the entire yeah. episode, <laughs> and six of them happened in the car ride. Right? At the very exactly. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> wait so, and, and, Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I was going to say, and and the scene of like the two kids walking, like that's yeah. that's about yeah. it. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, um so mike so we had talked about having having you on the show and mikey mentioned this one was this your idea that you wanted to watch this episode or is this
3: yeah okay <laughs> yeah
0: because you yeah. need I- an excuse to be stoned on a saturday
1: afternoon
2: <laughs> well no i just like this this one's just like this was just is, like i it's think like it'd be really fun to talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you said it's,
1: it's and and i'm glad we have another person here to talk about this one because i don't there's certain things that resonate with me for certain
3: mm-hmm.
1: like I feel like this was getting at this idea or this concept. There's things I get, but like overall, most of this is like like I feel like I love this because it makes me realize for as much analysis as I can do uh-huh. on a show like Twin Peaks and the, and the catalog of David Lynch, I'm an idiot. And this is just like like David Lynch putting it back in your face to be like you're not smart enough to you understand my this. mind. I don't care how much analysis and study you could possibly do you're not smart enough to understand what I'm trying to do. And I that and I think critics feel the same way. It's like like you said the big swings, like the swings are so big that you're like did they they landed, right? I don't know. I honestly don't like I feel like critics even like acknowledge that this is such a great Episode of television, but also don't necessarily know what it means either. Like it feels like
0: yeah. we're all about to start discussing like a Jackson Pollock or something like yeah. super abstract, but we're like, oh, this is yeah. what I think that blotch means.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is, and that's why it's so cool. Uh,
2: the whole show is the whole show is that, I, and I think that's why. Like, I, I it's like a quintess. It's in one in in one way, it's a quintessential Twin Peaks episode, and mm-hmm. in many others. It is not,
1: but. Mm-hmm
2: in that in the in the way that it is, is that it's like most of Twin Peaks is all about like tone and, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and kind of like letting you kind of piece it together. And this episode, like you said, like this episode is the, the complete embodiment of that of just, Hey, you figure it out. And,
1: like, and what's interesting is it feels like this is what it was like watching, the pilot, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. one of those episodes in nineteen ninety, sure. like mm-hmm. this is
0: unlike anything we've seen. yeah, before. this
1: is this isn't television as we know it. They are breaking the mold mm-hmm. And that's what Twin Peaks is famous for right. and has done it again thirty years you know twenty six years later or whatever.
0: So do you think this is like, you know how Twin Peaks kind of like every show in like nineteen ninety five or beyond is somewhat? inspired by Twin Peaks, so in like mm. five or six years, every show is just going to have like a random mid-season episode that's like, I mean, hey,
1: here's they some are. There's a lot of shows <laughs> like that. There, there are, like, yeah. There's oh, a, you're right. Episode, uh, there's, you know... I know you both like um, Watch- Leftovers. Leftovers. Yeah, Watchmen mm-hmm. has a great episode in the middle, the black and white mm-hmm. one where it goes like through... Oh. Th- like there's, there's a lot of seasons that do this like bizarre mid-season episode that... Mikey, uh,
2: I don't know if you've gotten to it, but Sopranos has has an episode that gets really strange. Okay. You'll, you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. I believe it.
1: it. Yeah. I finally, yeah. I, yeah. Me and Phil talk about that all the time. Cause I'm finally getting like, yeah. I've just never watched Sopranos, So I'm a couple of a couple episodes into season four right now.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Phil, have I told you my Soprano story when I decided I was going to try to watch it?
1: Uh, um, no, I have not heard
0: it. <laughs> this is probably three or four years ago. And I did the thing that everybody does when they're like, okay, fuck it. I'm finally going to watch Sopranos. I've never seen mm-hmm. it. Like, it feels important. And so I went on HBO and, like, you know, clicked the first one, Thinking It Would Be Season 1, Episode 1. What I did you watch-, watch the finale? <laughs> I watched the finale front to back in full and was confused, but I'm so used to watching yeah. weird shit with Mikey that I'm like, I don't know. I guess it's just that a weird shit. That is sh-.
1: incredible. It-
2: <laughs> That's is- like my
1: deer hunter thing.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tell the deer What's hunter the
1: deer hunter I my my mom always told me, and this was when I was like either in high school or shortly after that I needed to watch Deer Hunter and I had never seen it. It's incredible, by the way. But I i never seen it, it was a it was VHS it's at the time, one. but it's a double yep. double tape VHS.
3: Oh yeah. And so my <laughs> mom, my mom got it,
1: watched it, and then when she put it back, she put tape two on the top. Oh, it and, and so I went in to watch it and I I like I put it in and I was like, Ooh, this jumps right in. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's the famous scene, you know, in the end of, uh, of the Russian roulette scene, all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, this is big. And then I thought, Oh, they probably like do all this. And then there's this big flashback. And, to, and, yeah, then, like- and then they yeah set up how they got here. And then I realized like, no, I just watched the last forty minutes of this movie <laughs> and was just blindsided by like the heaviest fucking drama <laughs> ever. And then for years, I couldn't go back and watch it because I was like, I can't. This is so yeah. And eventually, went back and watched the whole thing, and it's incredible. But yeah, same same thing. Think- like you can't. There's certain things you can't just watch the end, right? And be like, oh shit. Yeah. I mean, like
2: I would say that even though you saw that. I mean, I think the ending. is... Mike, I don't know has the ending been spoiled for you? Do you know what happens in the finale? Uh, I have or not. I have a totally outside
1: point. of the blackout, okay. I don't know this. I, I don't know the, like thematic or storytelling things. The only thing I know is that it cuts to black. Okay. All right. Good. Fair. There's right.
0: literally one thing that I remember. I'll text you it to you later,
1: Phil, okay. because it was just okay. like,
0: what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on? <right?" laughs>
2: yeah. No, I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, it's and. It, 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 I would say it really doesn't ruin anything. Really. <laughs> like Well, the good I, news
0: yeah. is I didn't understand I, no. or remember any of it, so. <laughs>
3: oh, that's good. good. Good, good, good. All right.
0: But I would, uh, so we talked a little bit before in this show, we were talking about um, awards in terms of, of Twin Peaks, and you mentioned that when they submitted episodes for this season, they yeah. submitted this as one of their yeah. episodes. Be we like, hey, critics, this right. is what we're doing on Showtime. And, yeah,
1: which is why, like, so I think you can submit two episodes mm-hmm. or something like that or or some something like that. I don't I don't remember the exact rules, but to the four year consideration episodes you submit you have to like pick an episode that encapsulates and so they submitted this which is why it was up for a shitload of like technical awards like sound design and you know mm-hmm. visual effects and all this kinds of stuff that like but didn't get
3: right you know
1: like mclaughlin got snubbed like he should have absolutely won yeah. the, the mm-hmm. emmy for best Plain, actor yeah. he's incredible playing 37
0: characters yeah in the you show. need to <laughs> watch the
1: entire season to really appreciate that i yeah. mean it kind
0: of does suck that that's how awards are set up that like yeah, it's all somebody can win a best actor but at the or same whatever. time
1: like how are you supposed to like
0: listen have it, the academy
1: watch an entire season of every goddamn show out there i have
0: no problem with it i'm aiming to do it by myself
3: all right. So I mm-hmm. think
0: I think if I'm an academy judge, it's
3: <laughs> my it's
0: my obligation to watch all TV. There you go. And it's just I, this season. So yeah. anyway, okay. Anyway, let's
1: get into it.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> not going to shock you, uh, Phil. The summary of this is not especially long. Um, so right. we, so we start in the world that we know. Yep. The reality we know. Uh, we've right. got Mr. C. We've got Raymond Rowe. They're driving. So they had just, they just I was going to say escaped from jail, but they just I mean, left.
1: They were yeah, they got let out. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Mr. C noted that there are three tracking devices in their car. He has just like an app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I know.
1: love it. These are the things where like I love that Lynch is like, let's not waste time figuring out how he knows this shit. Technology just like it's how we talk about how we, we joke a lot about when you, in movies, when you shoot a lockbox, yeah. it does mm-hmm. what you want it to do. It either locks it permanently or unlocks it, depending yeah. on what you need <laughs> it to do. This right. is the same concept of like, we, we, he there's just pulls out buttons. his phone and it does whatever he wants it to
0: Well, do. I mean, Dave Lynch is such an admitted Luddite that it, right. it completely tracks that he's like, mm, buttons, I guess.
1: I think there's some connection, too, with the whole, all of this seems to pass through electricity. Mm-hmm. And if- these spirits or these lodge dweller characters or whatever can pass through electricity. What's to say they can't manipulate it and make it do what they need it to do? So, and Mr. C, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. C is just making his phone do what he needs it to do.
0: Do you think it's? It, do you think it's on the Android store and in the Apple store? Or do you think yeah. like you have to? Have I like that?
1: to think. That, I like to think that There's Mr. C. That.
2: Uh, Conjures a, a small office of developers. <laughs> 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 these like twenty seven year olds are like, I don't know, man. I think he's a demon.
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> we got to push three point one.
0: So he, um, <laughs> so he discovers these. These tracking devices and somehow deactivates them and then repurposes them to track a truck in front of them. So this tracking isn't based off of any like physical object that it's attached. It's just a license plate.
2: It's just the yeah. He just types in a license plate. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) Like Like, it isn't even a
1: state. It's it's move on. We got to get. It's fine. Just yeah, no state. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to think like
0: if cops gave you a car to leave jail, we assume they tracked it somehow. But this could have just been cut out, and we'd have lost. A third of the dialogue of the show, but like, and I don't <laughs> think there's any. I mean, unless there's some key in what the three apps are called, which I didn't note or write down. Yeah,
1: they were. They were. <laughs> one was something called in the book. <laughs> one was called. I don't remember what the second. One, oh, it was called C Fire and like. Walk with me. D O X or but the O was like a symbol of sorts.
3: It okay. was like a, almost like a bullseye suit. So it was like D O X,
1: fire, and C. So, so fire, fire is relevant. Fire ducks with C me. C is for Cooper. Did
3: yeah. <laughs> you hear what I said? No. I, didn't. I said
0: fire ducks with me.
3: Oh, yeah. Left fire, harder.
0: I'm going to yeah. edit it. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to edit it. <in. laughs>
1: um, yeah. right, so so they, this gets them to where they need it to go. Right. Yeah.
0: So they discuss where they're headed and the information. Um, and the information Mr. C wants, and he lies to Ray about Daria. What was going on with Daria? He. Which one is Daria?
1: Daria <laughs> is the, is one, he the one he kills with, in the hotel room. Okay. Um, Ballet dancer. But basically she said that, I don't remember exactly what it was now, but basically he he set him, he's, he, lied about Daria in such a way that Ray, Ray doesn't realize either Daria is dead or he knows he's, he was in on it. He Cooper knows Ray was in on it with Daria to try to like rip him off or something Got was it. happening. Got it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that whole sub thing with like Jack, the guy he killed by squishing his face, all of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know the specifics of it right now. Okay. It was kind of like, I want now in subsequent viewings of this episode, I just am so anxious for the, the second part, like uh-huh. the rest of this episode that I don't even like pay attention to what's happening. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. Tracking devices. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's fine. Move on. Move on. <laughs> get to the good stuff. Oh my
0: God. Uh, so they uh, turn off the highway to a secluded area. Uh, Ray says he has you get to get
1: your patented. Great. David Lynch headlights. Oh through, yeah. A road shot. For like mm-hmm.
0: Four and a half minutes.
1: So good. Or, yeah, it turns into the lost highway. For <laughs> exactly. He just, um, uh, he just used repurposed old footage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so they pull up the highway, Ray pees, um, and then Mr. C gets out, demands the information, and tries to shoot Ray, but Ray had unloaded his with gun. With the
1: quote-unquote friend he found in the glove box. Because when he requests the car, he oh, says, I, I to- want a car. It can be a cheap rental. For me and Ray, you're going to let us out, and I want a friend in the glove box. Okay. And this is the "quote unquote" friend.
0: Um. So Ray says something quippy, if I remember right, and then shoots Mister C. Tricked you, fucker. Oh yeah. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of sound drop-ins in this one, so I'll, this is true. I'll probably do that one. <laughs>
3: Ray, I want that information. Yes. Looks like you're out half a million. Well. I think you're wrong about that. <tick, tick, tick, tick. Tricked you, fucker.
0: Um, so Ray, uh, Ray shoots Mr. C, and then shit gets weird. <laughs> now, do we think that all of this weirdness was triggered off Mr. C getting shot, or is it just the two things happen to happen at the same time?
2: I thought that it was triggered by yeah. him dying.
1: Okay. It's, to me, it's the threat of Bob dying.
0: And Bob is part of Mr. C? Right. Got it. Yes.
1: And Bob, you see that like bubble, right. gross bubble thing with Bob's face right. in it start to <laughs> come bu- out of it. I thought, I thought it looked like a bowling ball. The, the like, bobble. Yeah. <laughs> bubble, Bob.
0: No, 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 I heard I it. I nailed it. I just want oh, I, I just want you to know how it feels to be met with silence with a great show. <laughs> Haha,
1: this is where the laugh tracks come <laughs>
0: Um yeah, so these... yeah, the, bowling,
1: the the other one looks more like a bowling ball though, the gold one later.
0: Oh yeah, like a translucent ball. that bowling one looks ball.
1: like straight out of uh Kingpin w- I think We with... were going
0: to say Kingpin with Oh the yeah, cuz
1: it's like straight up Bill Murray with the like gold bowling ball thing.
0: Uh so these uh dark men, six dark men begin to appear. Um, and they are, we, we've talked, so this is not the first time we've seen these guys or we're going to refer to them as the Woodsmen. That's mm-hmm. what they're credited as I credits. think. Um, and so they are like painted head to toe black, but in it, like, I'm so impressed with the face paint because mm-hmm. somehow they are pitch black, but still have a lot of definition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know shit about makeup, so like, I'm sure they use
1: highlighter or whatever. But it's very cool um, episode of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. It's Mm -hmm. another Twin Peaks podcast. Don't plug other podcasts with uh, where they (laughs) they interview um, and talk with Debbie Zoller, who is. The makeup. Ah, sorry, the, oh. <laughs> sorry, everyone doesn't know that. <laughs> um, well, you know who Debbie was, <laughs> Zoller is. <laughs> I think it was Twin Peaks Unwrapped. It's anyway, Debbie Zoller. Have you heard of? Have you not heard of David Lynch I'm, either, Michael? I'm sorry, that's my fault. Dame Zell, Debbie Zoller. <laughs> the Dame. Oh, Debbie sorry. Zoller.
0: Um, did she? And did she have any insightful to say?
1: Like it was just like what went into doing some of this makeup. What went into Cooper? Like it's. Like, and, and how, how much of it, like, yes, she got, you know, to do what, that's what she does, but also how hands on David Lynch is and on on shit like that.
3: Oh. That's
1: the kind of stuff where he's really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be, I need to touch it. I need to feel it. I need to know. I'm so curious. Like Like he's a very, very hands on with things like that.
0: It's funny. I'm so curious to know what it's like to work with David Lynch because it seems like he's like. So invested in some things and other things like that app. He's like, um, it's a, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. post effects will put in like something over this but blank. He's very, very screen. particular
1: about the consistency of the face paint. Yeah. Or whatever.
2: I need to see the
1: wrinkles. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, he's Phil's got a pretty good DKL. Yeah. <laughs> why is
0: David Lynch such a fun voice I, and, and
1: why did he just pop nose. on our podcast, <laughs> say the thing about wrinkles and leave? I thought that was strange.
0: We were talking when we when we were starting this, Phil, did you see when um, David Lynch did the ice bucket challenge? <laughs> <laughs> it no. genuinely <laughs> is a thing i think about once a month it's and laugh nice, to myself so yeah it's him playing a trumpet i think badly um and so he's just full-on playing the trumpet as the ice is is dumped on his head doesn't stop playing and we'll then it's to this and then as soon as it's over he puts a trumpet down and goes i nominate vladimir putin
1: <laughs> now i would like to nominate
2: for the ice bucket challenge vladimir putin
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> oh,
3: man, <it's> a genius. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I don't good. know
0: why. Like it just. I remember the first time I saw it and like was crying, laughing. Like, I'm like <laughs> I love.
1: He does like those daily weather reports on his YouTube channel. Did <laughs> you see this? Yeah. Felt like couple, want, wait, he did the announcement.
3: Yeah, yeah he, he was like,
1: annu- and I'm tomorrow. I'm going to make a big announcement. So continuing to- the weather report. <laughs> and basically, yeah, he he came on to be like, my big announcement was gonna be that we're no longer doing this. Uh, but you guys all said such nice things, we're gonna keep doing it. And it was like that's t- you like that's the great, internet yeah. world went crazy about what's this big announcement, what's the project you're working on, what are we gonna get? What's I feel like this I got thing? like a and push a- notification yeah. about it. Like everybody it's was so like, good. What's David
3: Lindsay what doing? So good.
0: So nothing is the answer. And huh. people were like Analyzing the reflection yeah, in his sunglasses. Yeah, like
1: looking at every detail to figure out what the detail, like, yeah, that's so good. So good.
0: Uh, anyway, so um, so the woodsmen appear. And so they. it's this very, um, like, lo-fi special effect.
1: Yeah, it's all over, like, what's cool is every, it's multiple shots overlaid on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And every time, there's this, like, bright light that happens every once in a while, but the bright light washes out the other shot. Mm. So you can only see the woodsman shots when it's a dark shot behind it.
3: Mm. So every yeah. time
1: the the shot behind it gets bright, you don't see the woodsman. Oh, but then I see. The, the light goes away and you start to see them again. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And it bounces back and forth between you know Cooper on the ground and Ray.
0: Yeah. And they do this like three of them do this sort of like shuffle dance step mm-hmm. around him. And it reminds me very much of like a first grade ballet recital. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, Sasha, yeah, Sasha, like
1: dirt massaging and uh-huh. stuff. Like,
2: and then the, and then the blood party or whatever you want to, <laughs> where they're <laughs> smearing the blood.
3: Yeah. Off. They're, just, yeah, they're
1: so rubbing biggie. it all over his face. And
0: I just got a really visceral thing of like, that's actually Kyle McLaughlin. There's just actually yeah. a man just like rubbing yeah. fake blood. I'm like, national treasure cop Christian, Christian
1: Calloway is the name of that man oh and we, we, met, we met him how at, many of
0: them did we meet two of we of them?
1: met three woodsmen at Twin Peaks, Fest. Twin Peaks Fest
0: they're all very nice and they knew what they were there for they were all wearing the one glove that has oh, like the nice. fingerless yeah. glove they just like yeah yeah okay we're gonna they grab
2: really, your hat Robert Broski just, just touched uh, everybody's head in yeah. every
1: pr- picture yeah Oh, that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was very good. Um, So they're tearing at it. They reveal to Ray a black ball with the face of Bob on it. And so it's, is it coming from his chest or his throat?
1: It's coming like his, his chin- stomach. Yeah. Oh, it's like stomach? It's, oh. The whole, I think yeah, it's a stomach. Chest, stomach, stomach yeah. sternum, that whole, his, yeah. His Something like that. Yeah. Trunk. Um, um, <laughs> what's interesting though, and I remember the first time I saw this, to me it felt like they were pulling Bob out of him. Like, like, oh, let let this vessel die. Uh, We're gonna save Bob. Okay, is what I got from that the first time I saw it. And then later we find out no, Bob's still totally fucking in. Yeah, Kyle McGlock, the Mr. C, and that's fine.
0: Why did we think that shooting his vessel would kill him? Because we saw Leland get shot, and but killed. I don't. I think or not shot, and killed, we, but killed.
1: We the audience, or we the people in we Ray Monroe who shot him.
0: Um, I don't know.
1: Like I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I I don't think Ray knows that there's some being inside him. They Wait, just I, think he's a fucking crime boss. Well, guy.
0: I guess when you, I guess what I'm asking is like when you guys saw it, you thought it was save Bob get rid of the vessel. But like we've seen vessels of Bob's die before. Yeah,
1: I thought this was the same thing. Oh, okay. Like like the way they kill Leland and oh,
0: Bob, I see what you Bob mean to leaves. free him. Yeah. Gotcha. They okay.
1: they're saving Bob. That's what I thought was happening. Is they're saving Bob. That's what I thought. Letting too. the body oh, die. God. But then we find yeah. out later that he's fine. They're both fine, and he's still in or with Bob or is connected yeah. to Cooper.
0: Uh, so do you have any
1: other thoughts? Still, <laughs> no.
2: Nope, that sums it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so Ray then gets the fuck out of there, and he calls philip jeffries from the car and he says i think he's dead like in a way that was like so uncommitted it's a- i shot him with a gun i assume the next thing is death but he, unclear at this he point he does
1: a cool head thing where he kind of back and forth <sighs> yeah i think he's dead i'm gonna go if i like 60 <laughs> oh, <yeah>.
3: 40
0: <laughs> like for your intents and purposes let's just call him dead yeah and then we'll move on. But also, I don't think you have to, to worry the next about.
1: Location, <laughs> yeah, if he follows me to the next location, I'll get him there. But it's pretty good. Uh,
0: and then we go back to the roadhouse.
1: But more Oops. specifically, what I what he does in that scene? Yeah, he says that, but he also so he's talking to Philip, quote unquote, which we assume is Philip Jeffries. Phil, was
0: that you? <laughs> Did he call you after he shot yeah, Mr. Yeah, that C? was nice of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm part of the universe. Um, <laughs> so he's talking to presumably Philip Jeffries, but he. Also says, I saw something in him, and it could be the key to what this is all about. Which mm. is kind of so. Whatever Ray is talking to Philip Jeffries about likely has to do with Bob. Okay. Uh, so, so like,
0: we, he knows of Bob. Like, well, there's he, always
1: yeah. I, I feel what like we, my... what he knows specifically, we don't know, but it seems like all of these people are looking for the White Lodge, the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm all these things like this metaphysical stuff and having when you see somebody who gets shot and then a bunch of weird fucking characters dance around him right and a weird thing comes out of his body with a face in it (laughs) that could be a key to what this is (laughs) the weird shit that we're looking for you know what i mean
0: so are the people immediately surrounding mr c aware of like magic or whatever you would call the supernatural element that's part of it because he seemed, like, all things considered, he seemed pretty fucking chill about what happened. Like, he was obviously shaken, but not in the way I would be shaking, which is which yeah. would be, like, just driving off a cliff. Like, okay, well, that's enough of that world. <laughs> we did it. Um, so do you think... I read it... Go ahead.
2: I, yeah, I, I read it that he was sort of just, like, uh, uh, in shock, sort of. Sure. Like he, like, mm-hmm. That's why he didn't react as much. Because uh, Jen and I were talking about it then when we were watching it. She was like, he doesn't seem that scared. And I was like... Yeah, but I mean, like, if I saw that, like, I might just be, just be like, just not say anything. (laughs) Just sit there. Uh, But yeah, it's, but also, yeah, screaming and running would also be a very appropriate
1: response. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Hold on, their dog is barking like a real dick.
1: Daddy. Literally nothing.
0: (laughs) She's standing, she's barking at our couch. Yeah. Fuck it up, daddy. The couch is,
2: the couch is, is, got some guff.
0: Yeah. Oh, it knows what it did, Phil. Don't you worry. <laughs> so we go back to the Roadhouse in Twin Peaks, and an MC introduces the Nine Inch Nails. Now, this is the, the first time. Nine Inch Nails
1: specifically. Like I, the, that's just yeah. the thing that's really funny is that they are not Nine Inch Nails, which mm-hmm. is the band. Mm-hmm. They're the Nine Inch Nails. Uh huh. Yep. And that has and become a thing. Do you want to talk about yeah. that, Phil?
2: Yeah, because in in the world of Watchmen. Um. The uh, nine-inch nails exists, like in the HBO Watchmen. Nine-inch nails exists, but they are called
3: the nine-inch
2: nails. So, in theory, the 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 Watchmen universe and the Twin Peaks universe could could, in theory, coexist. Is the is like you know the internet fan theory. And also, there's what
0: is. The Watchmen universe incorporated into like the MCU or something like that. Where does is the Watchmen? No, completely
2: independent? Watch Watchmen's totally yeah. independent. Okay, yeah. all right, continue. it's its own thing. Yeah, so so that was like, but the whole uh, I think that's like in the liner notes of the vinyl soundtrack for Watchmen or something where they call it like the Nine Inch Nail I, I, something so, something in the soundtrack. I think that someone said that it led to you know some fan theory, but. Uh, I also have a hoodie that says the nine inch nails that's from Matt. That's from Watchmen. Which oh, from is neat. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, it's a cool little like crossover that I don't even know, like how aware of it they were, but it seems like a semi-intentional <laughs> it seems choice like by, an by absolute, Trent Reznor. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not only Trent Reznor, but like Damon Lindelof, like creaming to get into the world of David Lynch. Like, <laughs> yeah, well,
2: th- so like, cause yeah, that's the thing is like, uh, I mean, I should disclose uh <laughs> that i'm a huge nine inch nails fan i've seen them four times they're uh, yeah i'm a huge so this whole thing i'm, I'm nerded out about we uh, get it phil
0: you also grew up in the 90s yeah
2: exactly <laughs> uh i i was a kid a, a kid in the suburb a, a white kid in the suburbs in 1995
3: <laughs> like, uh, yep, they spoke to you <laughs> yeah, that
2: tracks. yeah 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 pretty much um uh, but yeah, so, uh, but, and yeah, Reznor is, had already been involved with Lynch before with, you know, Lost Highway, where he did the, the soundtrack and stuff. And then Lynch directed one of the videos for him. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ties to all of that. So I, I think, I, I would think that would be relatively.
1: And then the song they did, which was a new song. It was,
2: yeah, it was off their latest album. Like, it, wasn't, I think- I don't, it wasn't made for the
1: show, I don't Thing. It sounds yeah. like, I mean, lyric- be, yeah. lyrically, this it song really is makes sense. absolutely 100% the story of Laura Palmer. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, li- like it seems like it was made for this, and then maybe when Twin Peaks was delayed, they decided to put it on their album or something, but it's... Um, I'm checking the Wikipedia. I'm now on it right now. I'm, I'm, yeah. She's <laughs> Gone
0: Away is a song written for Twin Peaks by, by Nine She's
1: Gone she, Away. She's
0: Gone Away. That's she's
1: talking. got. I thought you said she's got away, she's and I was like, "We're thinking of the Billy Billy Joel song." And um, that's different.
0: That's, it's a song written different. for Twin Peaks by Nine Inch Nail. One.
1: It was <laughs> written for it. Yeah, it
0: was featured on their 2016 extended play, not the actual events album. Mm-hmm. It was the second song submitted, as David Lynch felt that their first song was not ugly or aggressive enough.
1: Huh. <laughs> that's <laughs> the biggest complaint people have about Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. is it's not ugly or aggressive enough. It's too I was going to say, I, I want to hear what the First, yeah, yeah, yeah. The version is. of that is yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just an acoustic ballad. <laughs> um, so they play. Anybody have any thoughts on this performance of Nine Inch Nail?
2: Oh, I thought it was great, uh, and I thought it was funny that um that they they leaned into playing like a caricature of Nine Inch Nails because mm-hmm. that's that's not what they look like when they play live. <laughs> like Trent Reznor <laughs> isn't like some i don't know he looks like a a really bad informant in like a (laughs) cyberpunk thriller like
1: and they're all in head-to-toe black yeah they also with the way it's lit and they've got like spotlights on everyone so it's putting these huge shadows behind them Mm -hmm. but then there's also like a strobing effect and like a weird colored light thing it looks very honestly it looks really reminiscent of the scene we just saw with the mm-hmm. way their shadows move around oh, like, sure, sure, sure. the Woodsman characters kind of dancing around and moving kind of slowly, but
3: mm-hmm. the way
1: you were talking about like those simple movements, it's yeah. kind of what they're doing. Like he does a like Trent Reznor just does a lot of like bending at the knee, mm-hmm. singing down into his mic has and stuff there like that. Everyone been, else kind of just sways.
0: Has there always been a woman in Nine Inch Nails? Was that a That's
2: his that's his wife. And she's she's been part of the band for like um I, like i mean resner is like the band and then everyone else is sort of
3: Perf- part of it
2: you know yeah, yeah um but it, but, and it, it, but it, it, yeah she's been part of it for a bit because i remember when I, today when we were watching it i was just like oh that's i think that's his wife and yeah if you see her name her name is in the credits as part of the nine inch nails and also atticus ross is now part of nine inch nails as well oh yeah um yeah uh, I don't he know. co-wrote that, that he co-wrote that song uh, so Trent Reznor, when he does all of his movie scores, does them with Atticus Ross. Yeah, oh, and the two I see. Of them,
1: the two of them are Academy Award winners. Well, Yeah. For the, they're,
2: always, they're always paired together. Oh, no, no Like, no. it's not just – it's everyone uh, – yeah, a lot of people assume that it's just Reznor, but it's him and Atticus Ross. And I and honestly, Ross for some reason, now,
1: I get the feeling that when it comes to the movie score aspect, it's more Atticus Ross than Trent Reznor. Uh,
2: if you listen to Atticus Ross's stuff, like – uh their sensibilities are like I so Resner didn't really collaborate with any like yeah. he collaborated with people, but he didn't have a permanent collaborator ever yeah. until now. And their their sensibilities are almost the same. So like I honestly can't yeah. when I listen to it, I honestly can't tell really who's taken over because mm-hmm. like a lot of their stuff sounds like it's Early it's a
1: little sure. bit the the Lynch Frost aspect sure. of this where I feel like uh, I always mm-hmm. just assume the political shit is
3: Mark Frost. Mark
1: Frost and all the weird shit is David Lynch but I think Mark Frost is capable of some weird shit that we just don't give him credit for. Yeah. And vice versa. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: um but yeah but I uh but the thing you mentioned about the shadows Mikey, was interesting cuz that's a, like a motif in their live performances oh, yeah? for a while as Nine Inch Nails uses yeah, where they will have uh, the I've low angle shots, low angle spots, so they have these giant shadows. Yeah, I mean, I guess Talking Heads probably, I think, did that before. Mm-hmm. And I remember they did one show in the late '90s with a Fragile tour where they opened their, the first song was just like a shroud around the stage, and it was like this very the song that slowly builds, huh. somewhat damaged. For any Nine Inch Nails fans who are listening to this, and it's and as the song builds, like. They would what they would do is they would have a spot. I think they had someone carrying spotlights and they'd have a spotlight like right behind Trent Reznor and they would run backwards so his shadow would <laughs> just laugh. It would. great, it would just, it would just, ex, the shadow would just expand really rapidly on in front of you. It was just, uh, it was yeah, a very awesome. cool effect, anyway. Uh, let's see if I we can digress. find any like
1: video of that, okay? And then drop a link if we can because that oh,
2: sounds the, that's cool. Thing? Yeah,
1: I, I think I could find it. Yeah. yeah,
0: if you want to send it over to me, Phil. Um. So the song ends. We cut back to uh, Mr. C, who sits up and is alive, or at least and, animated. Like, the
1: dramatic, just like laying flat and springs up at the waist ninety degrees. Mm-hmm. Like Cal McLaughlin's in pretty good shape. It almost that's a it almost hefty, heavy, was... heavy-duty heavy sit-up. You know, I was gonna say I thought it was
2: sped up. Like it felt like kinda yeah. like when it was like yeah, that's hard
0: to do. Or maybe he had like his mm-hmm. ankles sort of like maybe locked on the ground so he can. Yeah. Boy. Uh, okay.
1: it was weird that it made that sound too. <laughs> I, I thought. It needs to be like a spring. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a spring, Kyle. Just think boy yoing.
2: Have you seen a Tom and Jerry cartoon before?
0: So we cut to July sixteenth, nineteen forty five, White Sands, New Mexico. Five twenty nine AM MW mountain something time? Mountain MWT? Mountain
2: Mountain West Time, I think is what it's called.
0: Is it really called? The
2: official, yeah, I think huh. it's yeah, Eastern Standard, Central Standard, Mountain West, and Pacific Standard.
0: Poor Mountain West,
2: maybe well, I might be, I, I think, might be, wrong. but I think
1: the standard part only applies to daylight savings. Regu- yeah, not daylight savings. Standard time versus mm. daylight savings time.
0: Yeah, because okay. Anyway, this is boring. <laughs> um, so we watch as the uh, for what the first atomic bomb is detonated. It's this gorgeous shot. The Oh, do yeah. you want to talk about? Uh, we watched it in 4K. Did you watch it in 4K yes. as well? Yes, Of course, did. yes did he, uh, oh, did You yeah Did you lend him something or did you? No, he's oh, got you the own
1: a to z. Set set, oh no, I, I, I bought the. Also. He bought yeah, it before yeah, I did. Right? Same set. Oh, because I was like, I don't need it again.
3: Oh, fine.
1: I'll get it again. Yeah, imagine
0: my <laughs> surprise when Mike went to put the disc away and didn't put it in the case that we've had open because we've been watching Twin yeah. Peaks for six months, I've but been, a been, different yeah. case that I've we been,
1: all- we've been watching it out of the season three case because yeah. it's a smaller case and just easier to deal with. Um, yeah. but this the one, labyrinth, the, yeah, that the, the, the big uh, yeah. Z to A set is just too big and bulky, so we've been so I. But the 4K disc was in there, so I put it away Mm -hmm. in there, and Jess was very confused by that.
0: I was very confused, but I I, I do know it was good—a good render. And you know how I know that because certain people I was married to kept saying, (laughs) "This looks so good."
2: Oh man, it's it looks incredible. Like I, I, uh, I I, I made a note saying uh, yes. The entire like I remember just in the credits, I I thought it looked amazing, and then. the the whole series should be in 4K and, just yeah. based off and of it, this. It was. It was uh, shot
1: in 4K when they mm. – I, I, I heard a thing somewhere that Sabrina Sutherland was saying they, they had to do a rework of the, um, the first two or four episodes, whatever they premiered when they premiered mm-hmm. it on screen because mm. they had like an actual like premiere.
0: Like a movie premiere.
1: Um, and they had to like rework it all with Peter Deming who's the um, DP um, in order to like make the 4k look good for screen, which is why I'm surprised that it doesn't exist. So they've been working in the 4k world. I don't understand why they can't just,
0: I would not be shocked. If it's in, like,
1: digital 4k too. It's, it's not even like you got to yeah. like go back to the negative and
0: I am putting money on it right now in 2027, they're going to release the whole season three and 4k
1: yeah although see, do the whole series you season could, you three probably the... i the thing is i don't know if they can get all the original negatives
0: they have money they have uh, an hd is it yeah yeah,
1: if yeah but if it's it a 2k transfer from, mm. yeah okay they, they they may or may not hey, i don't everyone, know if they have that we're getting boring it's again the blu-ray podcast
0: <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> um But anyway, it looks it looks incredible. (laughs) And it (laughs) it looks incredible, but it looks even more incredible when for someone like Phil who the last time you saw this was via the Showtime Showtime stream Which is which garbage. Even I I watched it and I was like, I missed so much because like anything remotely dark was pitch black in the showtime screen or super pixelated.
2: The the compression art. Yeah. and
1: it looked it was just hard to watch and you watch this and you're like holy shit i can see 175 different shades of grays and blacks Mm -hmm. and whatever and it looks amazing Mm
2: -hmm. and the way the the the, i thought i thought the a-bomb shot and that whole sequence after it are just like a uh, are yeah are just like a showcase uh because like you could see Mm -hmm. like the you could see the two different uh what's oh god like kind of the, the waves the in the what sand
0: going? is that weird yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, the uh so the impacts yeah whatever the impact waves uh-uh. there's two different oh, you, you see the yes, initial yes, yes, one yes. The... you see the initial one that fires out really quickly and then the that one that's like slowly moving out with everything
0: what is that called yeah.
2: are uh, you talking about the blast radius, blast radius. Uh, uh, is that what you're talking yeah about? you know yeah um Last. But yeah, that whole that whole that that whole shot is incredible. So, uh,
1: and it like it's some like I assume it's just a hundred percent animated,
2: right? I thought it was CG. It is CG. Yeah, and if you really look but at it, it looks kinda, it
1: looks like it they looks great. Somehow took real like test footage and
0: it does look like that.
1: Made it and like somehow tweaked it to make it look good. But it's got to be a hundred percent.
2: I I wouldn't be CG, surprised if right? there isn't. If if there was just like a lot of really good algorithms for bombs, <laughs> like yeah, at this point, maybe. like like like, because uh, I mean, it but yeah, like or they just like looked at test footage and then rendered it.
3: <clears throat> the radiation
2: really
0: well. is that the word you were looking for.
2: No, like as you know, as as it when it explodes, yeah. like everything. Blasts out! Ah, I don't remember that. Shockwaves.
0: Shockwaves. Shockwave. that's it, yeah. though,
2: right?
0: No, it's everything.
2: Is it? Oh. It's everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, the sound goes first, and then the and then
1: it the was also how you broke your neck in Great wave. America, right? Shockwave.
0: I missed the shockwave. <laughs> I loved shockwave. That was my Everyone first upside down, down roller coaster. Shockwave,
1: shockwave was
2: it? You were. Was you, that the one that was that the one where people got trapped upside down?
0: Probably. I mean, I don't know that for happening for sure, but no,
1: the thing was, I know about it was she- the first one when you walked into Great America, it was the first one, and it had
0: two loops. in a So row. it was always
1: busy early in the day and empty at the end, and it it would herky jerk a lot, so people's necks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, six
0: anyway. legs, Great America, man. Woo! Shout out. Well, Phil grew up in Indiana, so he doesn't. No,
2: know. no, I no, I was, but I was. Born in Chicago and spent a lot of a lot of my summers here, so I went to wow. Great America a lot. Yeah. yeah, I remember I remember Shockwave, but I don't think I ever rode it. Okay, because I was a late bloomer. When Shockwave was the only time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the only time I ever like rode a roller coaster where it finished, and they were like, "You want to go again?"
0: Oh, I did yeah, that so on Iron Wolf. Wolf. Oh. I did Iron
1: oh, I, Wolf cause, cause, three times in a row, and you were like, "No, thank you."
3: Because I loved Iron Wolf. Iron the Wolf.
0: I loved it, and it was <laughs> raining. It felt very epic. Ugh. I liked Iron Wolf a whole lot. Is that what Batman is now? Uh,
1: it's the same location, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, it's the Great America Cats.
0: Okay, so um, (laughs) so a figure, a okay, so
1: so meanwhile, all of this, so you you're you're basically just zooming into the mushroom cloud, right? And. Threnody for the Victims of Hiroshima is playing. It's like a—that's the name of this song that's playing.
0: Okay, um, that's not in my notes, but that doesn't mean anything. It's—it's
1: it's just an incredible song, and it's—it's it's th- like the violins, like the word, like it—it's just a piercing song, mm. and it feels like it's about nuclear fucking war mm-hmm. for for a song with like no like I always. I've always been I, interested in, like, music like that where, like, oh, this is about this. And you're like, if there's no lyrics, how the fuck is it about anything? Mm-hmm. But then you hear this song and you're like, this is absolutely about the fucking aftermath of nuclear war. It's,
0: it's funny that you've never been able to, like – Like, I get but it you're if not they
1: a- tell me, but, like, I don't know. Like, if – without a – I don't know. You know what I mean?
0: Mikey is not great at, uh, like, music theory in general. Um <laughs> Like, one time I tried to explain to him how, how harmonies worked, and he yelled at me.
3: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, shit. I, you
1: make it sound like I yelled at you like you were wrong. I yelled at you out of frustration that I don't
3: understand.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't harmonies that I couldn't understand. It was the, the, uh, the concept behind a chord that I couldn't understand. All right, I'm not musically gifted. (laughs) Moving the fuck on.
2: That's just a funny sentence. (laughs) I tried to explain harmonies to him, and he yelled at me. Uh, Oh
0: boy!
3: It's like an
2: Anchorman joke.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Um, So we're zooming into the um, zooming into the, the mushroom cloud. And we see a figure that appears and it, so it's a silhouette. It's definitely a human of some, so there's an actor credited as it, right? Is that what Are you said the experiment, the experiment is? stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what you spend, I mean, what, what's hard about this recap is that like you spend a good six or seven minutes in just various shades of clouds and, and, and colors. And, color, yeah. and there's a moment at one point where it looks like when you're shooting old, film reels and the film runs out and it's got like yeah. the sepia tone Absolutely. but do you still see the dust particles on the lens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yes, yes, some
2: dust. of it, it's some of it, it has that sort of, uh, like it's like you're like going through space. Yeah. like, a, like, a, like a lot of it kind of feels like 2001. When Cooper's
1: falling and you see that like space light thing where like the white dots are on, a, it's like pure white against a completely pure black background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's like snow or dirt yeah. or something. It's yeah, interesting yeah. though. Like every yeah. everything it switches to is like, well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. it's black and white. Sometimes it's like an orange yeah. fiery color. Uh-huh.
2: But you And get- the universe stuff is like very vivid color. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. it's yeah.
0: So we see in, in the cloud, we see this figure um, <laughs> sort of appear, I guess. Um, and it's all black. It's a silhouette. It's white
3: it's, it's all white black.
0: it's a silhouette
1: yeah it's against a black <laughs> backdrop but it's white
0: um and it has and phil i don't know when's the last time you watched the whole thing through but a couple episodes ago we saw a card a playing card mm-hmm. that had a big spot on it with two teeny tiny little like almost like devil horns i guess is how it,
1: almost antennas kind yeah, of yeah like little yeah. little
0: guys and the head has that same thing that it's like a round and head it, and like Itty bitty little it also like looks Dracula. Similar
1: to points. the figure that appears in the box that they're watching in New York.
0: Alright. And is this the last oh, we see of this yeah. weird okay. figure, or is this figure gonna come back to haunt us? Uh,
1: I believe I believe this is the last of it. But, okay. Um But actually- it then, but it then seems to like barf? Or like yes. oh, or like wretch. Not barf necessarily, but wretch, and then like out of its entire face, not necessarily the mouth, but yeah. the, kind of the nose, the whole face—it's more stretches into this like cloud, liquidy. It looks like if you were to like squirt ink into a glass of water.
0: Yeah, that's yep. what a lot of it looked like.
1: And like reverse the colors.
0: Yeah, and it—it's—it's it's almost like uh, like a piece of goo, like yeah.
1: mm-hmm. just like
0: peeling off little pieces of goo from it.
1: And then mm-hmm. within that, though, are like eggs, like legitimate right. eggs.
0: Um, and the face of Bob can be seen on a, uh, a
1: another black orb, black, same, similar to the same one that comes out of Cooper, right, uh, Mister C.
0: Mr. C. Um, golden and red imagery follows, and then a purple sea under the Black Lodge, where yeah. atop a that, rock that, spire that I think is is a, an, is
1: a is a leap, and I think it's an incorrect leap. Okay. I, I don't think that that's the Black Lodge.
0: Okay. That's fine. If added, anything, added I think
1: that. it's the White Lodge. Oh, ho, ho. it's not
0: where the giant For is? sure. Yeah. Huh.
1: I think, if anything, that's the White Lodge.
0: Okay. It's uh, so we kind of white. zoom over that's this sea into the. um,
1: And this is like purple the same way when Cooper falls, right? Ends in this mauve purple right. world. Um, I feel like this is like levels of a video game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, well, he's in pur- – how far are you? I'm in purple world now. Oh, like, okay. You got a long way to go, man.
0: Um,
2: I got to beat the tea kettle. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, inside, um, we see a woman who's sitting quietly. She's dressed, I think, in like 1930s style. Yeah. Very like, I would say she's dripping with diamonds, just very made yeah, up, very yeah. like silent movie-esque. Hair and makeup,
1: dark eyes, eye makeup, big dark, eye was, eye makeup. Big dark yeah. red,
0: really skinny eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Which she's were...
1: credited as Senorita Dido. Senorita
0: Dido, sure,
1: yeah. Just kind of
2: reminded me of um, the scene in Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Lorando scene, yeah. Club, oh. Club um,
1: Silencio, yeah,
3: Mulholland. yeah, yeah, really yeah, like...
2: yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she kind of reminded me of that. No Hay Banda. That's it. <laughs>
0: Uh, she's no she's listening to a phonograph, um, just sitting there.
1: Because there's always music in the air. For
0: 25 minutes, we zoom in on her. And this mm. is,
1: we, we went back and forth. Jess and I were kind of arguing during the scene about whether or not this whole segment is backwards or forwards. What do you think, Phil?
2: Oh... I didn't. I mean, I, I just assumed it was forwards, but
1: I think because there's several moments, and the the ones that are giveaways to me are like while she's sitting there, the way she blinks is a backwards blink. It, it, so I don't. D- so I think this this sequence is definitely backwards, right? I but
0: d- there's so little movement, it's right. very hard to notice. And
1: then and then the scene where they actually get to the movie screen and stuff like that is not necessarily backwards. Okay, that's what I think.
2: Well, like, yeah, because I I did not. Understand the the movie screen scene, like I was with with Paul. Oh, this is the thing
0: that you didn't Uh, understand. Oh, okay, so you'll be the rest of
2: it make complete sense. (laughs) Uh, uh, It all all fell into place. This, but this part Uh... just not clear. (laughs) Uh, So he's gonna be
0: lying down, but in the air,
2: (laughs) it's gold.
0: Uh, so we, uh, so we see this woman and then out steps the giant who is still credited by, I think, seven question marks. Yep. Um, and he steps around. Is it a giant tea kettle? Is that what it is? It's,
1: it's just, yeah, it's a, a, just a very Lynch.
2: It looks like a power generator. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it looks like a
1: coil, like some type of coil.
2: Like
0: it's a very, it kind of looks like very like 1940s technology. Yeah. Yeah. That it's all very, like, brutish. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the giant walks around. There's like
1: an alarm going off.
0: Oh, the alarm. That goes off for so long in a way that stresses me out. Um, He enters as a mechanism and the room makes a noise. He goes upstairs where he views the preceding events ascending as a golden cloud forms above his head. So we see the giant walking for... 37 to 38 minutes uh, through whatever space this is. He enters yeah, it's a very, a very yeah. old fashioned movie theater
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he's walking. And this is one of the reasons I think it was in
1: forward. It, this part, I think you're right. I think everything up to up the stairs is forward.
0: I think so too, because having a, an older gentleman walk backwards downstairs I, is very no, alarming I think, to I me. Th- but no, I think
1: the stairs scene is, fil- really? is filmed backwards. I think once, once we get into this theater space, I think it's forward again.
3: Hmm.
2: The theater with the amazing carpet. Yes. Can we talk about that carpet.
1: <laughs> yeah it it looks like fucking like wet Jupiter. Yeah,
2: Jupiter's a detail too. Yeah. It had like it just like this has this like cloudy quality to it. It's but this yeah, weird it's...
1: mix of black and white. Like yeah, it's, it's almost like a liquid. It's it's like if it liquid. if the floor of the red room turned a liquid.
3: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
0: Observation. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's standing on the stage watching. Is he seeing Bob's face, or is he seeing Laura Palmer? Like, who's he, he seeing?
2: No, he sees the whole sequence we just
1: watched. Basically, basically, yeah.
0: Okay. He sees, but it freezes somewhere, doesn't it? No? He
1: sees the a bomb. He sees the woodsman skipping around. Oh, that's he right. Free, he freezes. Which I think it we just the... skipped over in this. I think this didn't address that at all. What part? The woodsman, the the shot of the convenience store with the woodman's get with the music. Oh,
0: have,
2: yeah.
1: I think oh, this yeah. just skipped over that. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I
2: don't- with the smoke, I think there's smoke yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That's that where that. Yeah. So I have. This I mean, I have
1: thoughts. That? I have theories. I have ideas of what this means for me. But I feel, um, I feel like I'll address it kind of all at the end. But Okay.
0: What's Let's keep burning through it, and then we can give ourselves some time so Phil can eat dinner someday. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. So the woman who we saw earlier, she also enters the, um, the theater. Another um, another example of shadow work, that you can see her shadow for a long time before she kind of appears coming in from- oh.
1: yeah, she's right, backlit. Yeah. Like, it's silhouette more than shadow, but- She's backlit and her like no, hair has got shadow. this rim light around it. It's gorgeous.
0: Well, for a long time it's a cha- you see her coming in, in the shadow, and then she enters oh, from from the right and then continues. And then yeah. Um so she so as she walks in, then the giant starts like floating upwards and then like slowly tilts so he's on his back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then oh. kind of goldness is
1: happening around mm-hmm. his head. And then, Doesn't
2: it come out of his mouth? Am
1: I- it does kinda, it? It kind of just comes out of his head. I think it's similar to the same uh, way of the experiment that we just saw. It switch. just kind of comes out of the head.
0: Um, she. So he's sideways, and then uh, that sort of sparkliness turns into an orb.
1: I wouldn't say it turns... This is semantics, but I wouldn't say it turns into an orb. I think an orb comes out of that, because that... Mist continues oh, actually, that's to fair. form stuff. That's but fair. an orb comes out of that mist.
0: Uh and it like floats down to the uh to the woman from that cloud, and she catches it in her hands, and we see Laura Palmer's face that the same way it's like faded in the very beginning of the credits of Twin Peaks. Like a very
1: It's the homecoming picture. It's a homecoming yeah. picture yeah. and
0: it's very um washed out. Uh, and so her face is her, you know, smiling face is in this orb. She uh, kisses it and then th- kind of releases it toward the screen. And then I guess we're seeing it being it, sent to Earth it, or. Yeah, it
1: goes into this gold tubing, which I oh, assume yeah. is what mm-hmm. the gold sparkles coming out of was creating.
3: I think uh, I think that
1: tubing was created by a giant. Oh, okay. And then it uh, went into right. that tubing and that tubing spit it out into Earth. Yeah. So, so
0: any questions from anybody or we're all good? I mean, it's all, it's <laughs> all pretty
1: straightforward. I can I can explain it to the layman if oh, you need it. Oh, sure. Me to, I mean our listeners are like
3: notorious pretty straightforward. Our listeners are notorious
0: <laughs> idiots. So uh, pretty
1: obvious. Do you before I go into my thoughts, do you have any overarching thoughts, ideas? Whatever film.
2: No, this 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 was one scene where I was like, I, yeah, I, uh, I mean, if I, I think if I was in the midst of rewatching the series, I think I might have a little right. bit more, but this was one where I was a little bit confused. Oh, a just
0: little a bit little
3: confused.
2: bit. Just a little bit, <laughs> just yeah. Just a little
0: bit. Yeah.
1: So, little humble me. Missed a couple
0: <laughs> words and yes. like you kind of lose so the So Here's
1: my thought <laughs> Nuclear Bomb Goes Off is sort of a, point of no return the height of evil Mm -hmm. or lack of humanity Mm -hmm. um any of that and that what that did so the nuclear bomb goes off and not only did it give birth to evil like true evil unrepented evil with that's what i think is happening in the experiment retching the eggs and Bob coming out of that. I think that's the genuine, the birth of true evil. I think the convenience store of the the woodsman all kind of skipping around, I think is the splintering of timelines. Okay. I think that's where you get into like parallel universes and all this stuff. And I think all of that's what you're seeing is the same moment in time in several different, Universes, okay, or okay. multiverses, I guess, or it's this—it's all of that is being splintered. So all of that happens; evil is born.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. famously, nothing bad happened in the world before nineteen twenty-five. Well, I
1: no, <laughs> but I think this is the like—it's
0: the atomic age. It, it in the atomic age. But, that, yeah,
1: but it—it—it it, it, it was all like within humanity, and this like this scale at which you can. Like, cause destruction. Absolute. Like, not only, like, a bomb is one thing and it's made to, to cause destruction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. An atomic bomb is made to not only cause destruction, but then continue to just destroy salt the earth people yeah. afterward. It's for generations. So, yeah. It's so fucking evil. Mm-hmm. And so, when I saw- go ahead.
2: Go, uh, I was gonna say when I said I didn't have thoughts, I just meant about the theater scene. Sure. About this scene, I do, I, I so, do, yeah. And, and, yeah uh, but go ahead before I so, say. So yeah, my- so
1: basically, yeah, one sets up the other for me. So this is, so that's that. Then the splintering of timelines we see, and then we see the giant question mark man. Whatever, mm-hmm. see this happen, and in order to combat. Unbridled evil. He puts good into the world. He creates good. And the one thing that can create that evil is good. And I think that's the. You
0: can create that evil or combat that evil? Com-
1: what did I say? You I said think create. It, sorry. The thing that can combat that evil is what he creates, which is good. And is and, Laura, and Laura the, supposed to be
0: the beacon of good, even though she had a very obviously troubled life?
1: I think that's part of the war. I think that's part of her battle. Evil was winning for a long time. Oh, I see. And it it's one of them is is defeating the other and uh-huh. evil was winning. Uh-huh. And I, that's why I think the end of Firewalk with me is is good. I think it's positive. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I think I think Laura is this beacon of good. And I don't think it's Laura personally. Okay. I think it's, Laura is a concept and how we see Laura is in a, is this image of Cheryl Lee, mm-hmm. but that's just how we're able to see it. I think good was put out in the world and good and Laura are interchangeable terms essentially. Okay. Um, so I think all of that got put out in the world. And I'm, I think it's funny that you mentioned the opening credits because I think the opening credits is a direct connection to this because not only do you see Laura's face over the credits at the beginning, mm-hmm. the first thing you see is like a, a like a ring light reflection on the like mist,
3: uh-huh. which
1: is basically a golden orb yeah. that, that funnels into her eye. And then you see Laura, I think it's the same thing of like, this is Laura trying to save Twin Peaks in the world and humanity.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Phil, what'd you got? Yeah,
2: no, I was, <laughs> okay. no. I, I was just listening to Mikey, so I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of uh of mine. Um.
0: Oh, it's okay if you don't have any. I thought you had some.
2: No, no, no. I do. No, no, no. Uh, uh, so, uh so I'm going to my notes. I had notes. Um. Oh, right. Um. So the way I was reading the whole atomic bomb thing, uh, was not necessarily that like evil had been created, but it was. Uh, it was almost like it was, it had awakened something mm-hmm. almost like a, uh, sort of like a kaiju, like a Godzilla situation of like mm-hmm. yep. this bomb sort of awakened this dormant spirit or this thing, like the political
1: climate uh, that we're kind of in now of like this shit was always here, but it, it, it let it yeah, all out, you know? Yeah,
2: but, this, this, this catalyst made it, made it happen. So, exactly. um, So like yeah, so when it zooms in on the cloud, you see, uh, and then you and then that whole thing with the mouth, and then Bob coming out of that, I was like, I, I I interpret that as like, it, it, this evil is sort of conjured up or or or, or, awakened, Mm awoken, awoken, awakened, 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 yeah, (laughs) yeah, it it, it, it got up, um, but it. but yeah, and and just like uh, the whole thing where it goes into the cloud and you see the the universe and all that other stuff, like uh, I I just I th- I thought that was really interesting. Of just like yeah, like it was like kind of like pulling in these cosmic forces and mm. then pushing them out. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, but everything after that, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. But with that, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this actually makes a lot more sense this time yeah. around, sort of. In a, in a mm-hmm. strange way, um, but like, like I think, uh, like you said earlier, like a lot of this, a lot of so much of Twin Peaks is like an ink blot test or, oh, or sure, Wershak test. Warshak just
0: test,
2: yeah. yeah, where you're just uh, we're, we're,
0: I like yeah, how you've you been pre- talking about Watchmen, and then you said ink blot instead of Warshak.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I really blew that opportunity. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well,
0: just quick sidebar: Can we talk about the first time I ever saw a Wershak test and didn't understand what it meant because it was in. Batman Forever, when Nicole Kidman, who's a psychologist, has a Warshak test on her wall, and it's very obviously a bat silhouette, and he's like, what's your thing with bats? She's like, it's a Warshak, in her really regular American accent. It's a Warshak test. People see whatever they want to see in it. Maybe the question is, what's your deal with bats? I've seen that movie (laughs) 12,000 times. I love that movie.
2: And it's just like, no, that's a bat, anyone that walks in here. (laughs) Like,
0: it's a slightly abstracted bat. Like, you can't just, like, make some little ink blots around and be like, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Is it a cow?
2: Like, and, and like if, if a psychologist used that for a test, they'd be like, Oh, he said bat. He's normal. Okay, fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's like their, um, what's the, what's the word? Uh, fuck
1: baseline. baseline. baseline.
0: Thank you. Limit. Yeah. correct. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um.
1: <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> Jessica never said that in her life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Okay. Cut two. 1956, August 5th.
1: Hmm. We don't cut to, we scroll up from 1945 on the- on Oh, yeah. <laughs> we emotionally
0: <laughs> cut to. So we're still in the New Mexico desert? Yeah.
1: Presumably, because it
0: doesn't change. Before Just it says this. White Sands New Mexico, now it says New Mexico desert. Um, White so Sands it's is, yeah. August 5th, 1956. Is that an A? Does anyone know? Did anyone Google that? Michael, Google, see what that date is. Please, I love you. Um, so this is- um, We see, and I loved this, this is what I thought you were talking about earlier, Phil. I loved this shot of, like, zooming in down on the sand because it looks like waves, but it's just, like, the way Mm -hmm. the sand has kind of been blown around in the dunes. And it's just so, like, I just want to touch it. It's just so, like, visceral or something. And we zoom in down on a... Basically,
1: all I'm getting is Twin Peaks.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Yeah, I looked (laughs) it up, too. I'll I'll do some some searching when I edit uh, and drop it in the notes if I find anything, but it maybe oh wait 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 wasn't frank silva born around here wasn't that the whole thing that the actor who played bob was born at or around the nuclear I I, test i mean you would have told me so i could have just I, been that straight doesn't up even sound familiar really? to me, so I okay don't know. look it up i'll cut this out while we google
2: he was born in sacramento california do you have a date uh oh uh october
0: oh well maybe fucking not why did i did i just make that up
1: yeah he was born on halloween
0: (laughs) okay
1: i don't know
3: i
0: genuinely would like swear up and down that you had told me that the whole thing was that frank silva was born on the day that the a-bomb detonated and blah blah blah
1: I mean it's possible I was just gaslighting you, but <laughs> No, I I don't remember.
0: Mikey's long game has been to make me sound like an asshole on a podcast that nobody listens to.
3: <laughs> it's been eleven
0: years of a relationship fostering this moment. Um so uh so we see this egg uh just on its own in the desert and it starts cracking and hatching and out crawls like a frog moth. Yeah. Frog cricket?
2: B- frog B-O, moth. Yeah. Frog moth. Frog toad.
0: No, frog toad, same thing.
2: Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's just a frog.
1: <laughs> it's a fly moth.
2: <laughs> yeah, but fly it's got frogs. wings. I fly toad. <laughs> fly toad. That's what I want. Fro- frog
1: moth is kind of, yeah. Uh, okay. We'll call it frog moth. Frog
0: moth. Yeah. Here like and it. Out. Got it in one, Jessica. Yeah, like it. um, it's so a frog it, that can fly. It crawls out, and I. There's not a lot of things I'm really, really squeamish about, but the things I am squeamish about, I cannot fucking deal with. And this moth frog freaks me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate how it moves. I hate its little, like, flittering wings. Ugh, I hate it.
1: It also is reminiscent <laughs> it's so unsettling. of the worst. Of the way it comes out of the shell is, seems to be the same visual effect, at least, of Laura removing her face. Like ready? It, it, like one hole comes up like cracks open and then hinges open.
0: And then it's like a green screen in there. Yeah,
1: and then it like yeah. this other thing comes out. It's very similar to the way we see Laura remove her face earlier.
0: And um what's we don't her see m- that yet though. Just kidding. Nothing, everybody. <laughs> um so it crawls out and then I have nightmares for the rest of my life. And then we go to a th couple who walks past the gas station that we the same gas station.
1: No, it's a different different it's, gas. It's station. Not the same gas station. What
0: do you guys think David Lynch means by gas station? Here's, do you think they're wait? Can I posit a really well thought out?
1: You mean gas farms?
0: <laughs> I'm going to posit a really well thought out theory that I didn't come up with right now. Definitely Bring came it. up with it before. A lot of these bad things happen in and around gas stations and sort of um technology that is necessarily damaging to the world so a bombs are necessarily going to cause damage gas stations are Mm. fundamentally a thing that like we all need and we all use but we all you know every time you gas up your car you know you're like not helping anything (laughs)
3: like yeah
0: um So I wonder if the fact that these sort of weird incidences take place at a gas station, or on the other hand, if you go out West in the middle of nowhere, gas stations are buildings that very frequently are just on their own. Mm
2: -hmm. Like they're not
0: part of a, like if you, I don't know if you've ever driven to like Montana or whatever, Phil, but like there will be a-
2: I drove to Vegas once.
0: (laughs) So same thing. So once you go through like, yeah, yeah, you went through like Nevada. So you go, you're on a highway and there's one gas station Mm -hmm. and no town around it. I wonder if that's part of it too. Two great I, theories. I, I would Good job I, again. I Jess. Would say
1: more specifically <laughs> above that gas station are electrical wires. And then and then the next scene where they're walking along that dirt road, they're walking along electrical wires.
0: Fine. Fine. And you I think, get this better than me, Michael.
1: <sighs> um no, but I think it's the same idea. It's
0: well, it's all technology is ultimately evil.
1: Yeah, or is at least a conduit for evil.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so it's this little couple. It says they're teenage. It seemed to me that they were. I guess probably like. I mean, they're fourteen. 14 yeah,
1: I would say. Yeah. Um,
0: and this girl. I don't know if either of you noticed. This girl's skirt was so voluminous. Yeah.
1: Like yeah, it was huge.
0: It was gigantic, yeah. and like I don't yeah. think that was ever like in the twentieth century. I don't think that was. It's, it lo- and it
1: looks like a poodle skirt, but with the stuffing under whatever underneath.
0: It's like tulle.
1: Yeah, is that what it's called?
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and she stops and she founds a face up penny, which she says brings her good luck. I tried to look at the date on the penny, but I did not succeed because we had to look at that penny for four and a half minutes. As she like turned it over in her hands. This was a I want to be clear, this is a 20-minute show that was extended into
1: Oh, 20 minutes is generous. <laughs> oh no, it was like it, I think it was like almost an hour. It like, like, like it's no, an hour-long so. show, but like should have been like there's things it, that happen. And on on the page, this is about oh, a like 15 pages. six Yikes. or eight-minute episode. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. this is a short episode on the page. Imagine
0: being mm. one of the first people to watch this episode, like Like, not the dailies, but when they've added it together, but haven't put in any of the special effects. And so it's like, okay, so you see this couple walking (laughs) for a while, and then it's 20 minutes of, like, special effects go here.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just trust me, man. Among all of it, I didn't bother me how slow this episode can
0: be. It, it, It didn't because it felt very intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very much like, this is clearly not supposed to really move a plot forward in any significant way. It's just to add shade. I do kind of, when we wrap this up, I do want to talk to you all about why this episode exists here um, in, in terms of storytelling. Uh, but I, mm. I want to try to get through this first. So she, um, uh, so she finds a penny and then we cut over to two woodsmen who descend onto the ground and then they stop a car and there's a man and wife and it's like a, I guess it's the 1940s, right? So it's or 1950s. 50s. So it's like an old timey car and the woodsman and their terrifying makeup. Yeah, Stop them! And the couple reasonably are like. This, I'm out,
1: yeah, and and like totally. I can't believe they lasted as long as they did, and and, and the audio was super manipulative, so they're like screaming in the car, like, Oh, it was.
0: And I will say, only a man would have hung around that long while driving a car. He's like, Oh, I'm sure they're fine, and the woman's like, No,
1: but also, the thing is, the (laughs) the Robert Broski that's the actor's the that woodsman is at the window. The Christian Calloway woodsman is in front of the in car. In front of the car. So they can't just like take off or they're running a fucking man over. Can't they? You know what I mean? <laughs> I but, have no problem with that. All right. Um, the Guy just wants a fucking light. Man. <laughs> gotta it's like. that simple. No, that's I can't all. do it. Phil, do it again. Gotta light. Like, gotta light. Like, got
0: lo- No, I don't have it. got and,
1: like. and if he looks like Abe Lincoln to you, it's because yeah, that's this guy's normal profession is that he is an Abe Lincoln impersonator.
2: So mm-hmm. there you go. Shoulda leaned in shoulda leaned into it. Shoulda made it make blink all the way through. <laughs> just add yeah, just
0: end the top hat onto his like horrible Stove, woodsman outfit.
2: Stovepipe hat. <laughs> stovepipe yeah. Hat. <laughs> may, yeah, just let, let let's let's tie this into history. Let's yeah. Like
0: a
3: Come on, David Lynch.
2: universe. Take a bigger swing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really want to yeah. see David Don't Lynch like try Lynch. for something big. Like yeah. take risks yeah. David Lynch. Uh, You're so
2: derivative. <laughs>
0: uh so the young couple reaches the girl's home um he asks if he can kiss her and she says yes but doesn't seem super excited about that so let's all take that as a reason why enthusiastic consent is very important because he's like can i kiss you she's like um i guess and he's like like, great this is all i've ever wanted is to smooch this girl um so the kiss she goes inside uh, and then we see one of the woodsmen who is a, pr- he sees a big radio station in the distance. It's KPJK radio station. He goes inside uh, and this is where Mikey and I have our, uh, our costumes come in. If you yeah. want to talk about that while yeah, I top we'll off my wine sure
1: whatever, but this is our, mm-hmm. we did a, for the Twin Peaks fest, we dressed, there's a costume contest. So we, this is what we did. I did the KPJK DJ. And Jess was the girl at the front desk, I guess, receptionist or whatever. Uh, We had a friend make the dress for her. I put mine together. Sure. Um, I put mine together of, you know, it's a skinny gray and black striped tie. And I got the old timey headphones. And then I made I basically, what I did is I bought one of those, like, you know, those prop arms you can buy at Halloween time that, like, you hang out of a drawer or something? Yeah. Like your
0: trunk of your car. Yeah.
1: I did that. And then I put a gray and black flannel sleeve over it. I spray painted the hands so they were a little, like, grummy and black and dirty. Put a fingerless glove on it and then filled it with, like, molding spray uh, so I fr- that I could shape the arm and make it in, like, a grip form. And then the arm was a little bit upright and then I adhered that hand to to my headphones headphones. so that I had – I was dressed as the DJ who had this shirt and tie on, rolled up sleeves, and then a hand crushing his head that was just not connected to a body. So that was my costume. And, and everybody was shocked. Genuinely I'm I shocked had he didn't win. So many fucking people come up to me afterward that were like, it is a goddamn travesty that you didn't
0: win. Which was fine because we were broke at the time, and, and the winner, yeah. like the winner, got tickets like, to next year's to next Twin Peaks Fest, and, and we're a, like, yeah. well, we can't afford to fly back out to Washington yeah.
1: next yeah. year. But, but Robert Broski, who is the arm connected that I got a great picture with him that was taken by oh, Adele Renee, great, yeah. who yeah. plays Cynthia yeah. Knox. Yeah. Um it was like, he loved it. It was, it was, it was fun. I, I impressed the right people. I was, right. I was you proud of myself. You it was you worthwhile. Did and you I did loved working you on that. that. Yeah, yeah. Really I had a fun, I had a fun time um, working on
0: it. Well, and the funny sure. thing is when you do uh, the costume contest, it's the night we kind of talk. It's like, imagine a wedding and the head table is like where all the, the celebrities, celebrities are.
1: And they're the judges. They're the, the, right. The, yeah.
0: And so everybody like gets a number and goes like parades up and down one at a time. And I didn't realize Mikey and I could have gone t- together, but I was just, and like my friend Jen made it for me. It's ju- the only thing that I, it's ever been custom made for me. And it's um, like, it looks so good. I'll obviously post pictures of it. Um, but I went out by myself. Cause I was like, I didn't realize we could do a couple's yeah. costume. And another another couple did theirs together. And I was just like, you know, I literally like looked at like, as I was walking by, like, it
1: doesn't make that much sense. It makes mine. zero yeah.
0: sense alone. I was like, The receptionist, everybody's favorite Twin Peaks character,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the one who dramatically is bleeding from the head. Disgusting. I didn't
0: do that. I just did my makeup really pretty. I looked real cute. Um, but uh, Harry, what's um, what's Deputy Andy's name?
3: Uh,
1: Harry Goaz.
0: Harry Goaz. He. I was like holding. You'd have to hold like your little number of what number you are. And as I got to the end where Harry Goaz, and he's like, "Where's my bribe?" and I was like. Here you go, and gave him the number, and just left. I was like, I don't know, is that a bribe? That's all I have on me. I can give you my shoe. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's that story. So the uh the woodsman that comes in, he kills a receptionist immediately by
1: just putting his hand on her head, and it's very scary. Like this is so graphic without really showing you anything. <sighs> they, they do a lot of it just with like
2: camera shakes. Yeah. And editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and like, and these are really. Well, no, no, the the, other, the the DJ one is graphic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, but like, yeah, that one is, but this one, like the, it's what's graphic is the sound effect. Mm. Yeah. They're like, the the, like crushing yeah. and you can hear like just liquid falling out. It's disgusting. Didn't care for it. I want to know what they use for the Foley. That's what Jen was yeah, saying. She's like the
2: Foley on sure. oh, this. Really is it.
1: Is sure.
0: Is Jen around? Does she want to come hang out with us?
2: Uh, no, she's, she's got work stuff. Oh. But that's why she wasn't able to. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> Tell
0: Jenna say hi later. Or I'll just text her, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> so uh, so he kills a receptionist. He goes into the disc jockey who is spinning records. I think that's what they said in the 50s. Spinning plates. Spinning plates on the ones and twos. <laughs> um, so he grabs the disc jockey by the head and then leans into the microphone and says, does anyone have a good uh, impression of this guy and know it by heart?
1: This is the water, and this is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes your and hurt? dark within.
0: That's good. <laughs>
3: That's pretty good, right? Like yeah,
0: I'm going to go ahead and lay it in here.
3: This is the water, and this is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes, and dark within.
0: So you tell me which, which one was, was which. Real one. <laughs> no, <male laughs> one. Gosh, um, no. and he says it a bunch. Yep. Um, and and we see as he like approaches, we see other people who are listening there's to. There's a
1: pops diner. There's like a mechanic,
0: and then the the little girl, the who little we
1: saw. girl, who we'll talk about. Who, Wait, is the little girl the
0: same one as the one who it's kisses the, same the boy? Girl. Okay.
1: And, but we'll talk about who she is. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh,
0: so everybody falls unconscious. Um, and just as this happens, so the girl is in her bed, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. right. She falls. She's the who kind of it. like
1: seemingly lays down on purpose. Like the,
0: like she's going to bed anyway.
1: <laughs> well, like she just kind of lays down and gets comfortable. Mm-hmm. Whereas <laughs> like the mechanic collapses. Right. The, the diner waitress collapses. Right.
0: Um, and then this is the part- And they're playing I,
1: My Prayer, which for whatever that I don't, is worth is the okay. song that they're playing.
0: Um, and then the creature reaches- So the the frog moth reaches the girl's room. Uh, and this is when I literally, Phil, put my hands over my eyes like a toddler because I did not want to see this shit again. I've oh, seen it yeah. once and that's good enough for the rest of my life. So, Mikey, do you want to talk about the part I wouldn't watch? I mean,
1: it's it's that. It's, it's this just giant frog moth thing. Uh-huh. And like she- opens her mouth emphatically. It's not like it... Well, like, it doesn't pry it open or something. She opens her mouth to invite it. You know what I mean? And then this giant moth frog thing crawls into her mouth.
0: I don't know why you saying she opens her mouth to invite it is the most upsetting thing I have (laughs) ever heard in my entire life. Yeah,
2: it really is. But that's what it is, right? Like, (laughs) ah!
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So uh, that happens the Woodman Woodsman ends his broadcast crushes the disc jockey's skull and leaves he's
1: you kind of realize he's doing that the entire the entire time. time yeah he's just yeah
0: um and as he leaves we hear the neigh of a horse and mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode it's a really traditional three act structure <laughs> you <laughs> have you
2: have your it really should have ended with trip and billies by dave matthews now <laughs> 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 Bow, 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 bow. Uh, oh
3: God.
1: Uh, do either of you have any thoughts or ideas on who this girl is? Um, I do, oh, but I think I, you told me.
2: Okay, I read the Wikipedia. On this episode, <laughs> okay,
1: so they basically I, say in the Secret History of Twin Peaks, which came out before this, or was it in?
2: That's no, the dossier. It's
1: the final dossier. Okay, it's the, the final it was, dossier. Yeah. You're right. Basically, that this woman or this young woman is Sarah Palmer,
2: right? As a child, probably should have said that in the episode.
0: I would think that just that seems like you know a what they,
2: huge. And you
0: don't you know think could have done is just like added piece. in the background like a mailbox that says Palmer. Or I, she wouldn't have been Palmer though. We don't know just her name.
1: Right. So here's the yeah. thing. how would they
0: have introduced her? I guess Sarah would yeah. have been a good hint.
1: Here's the thing. Okay, I think this is a thing where so david lynch had no input on either the secret history of twin peaks or the final dossier that is entirely 100 percent written by mark frost
3: okay this to okay. me seems
1: like a thing that they that this first of all this whole episode feels like 98 percent david lynch mm-hmm. and Mark Frost sprinkled some shit in, but that's just what it yeah. feels. He's like. like, oh, there's words here, great. Yeah. Let me add them. Um, so they did that, and I think Mark Frost was like, oh, this can be, this will be Sarah Palmer, and this will be like the birth of like this thing is is representative of evil, and this is the evil that gets inside Sarah Palmer, and she carries it out, and then she's got to kind of go head to head with her daughter, mm-hmm. and th- like, and Lynch was like, no, I don't want that. And so Mark was like, I'll just put it in the fucking follow-up book. Like a <laughs> bunch of like the unanswered questions that I think Mark Frost wanted to answer in the show that Lynch wouldn't let him answer. Uh-huh. Mark Frost just put out in the final dossier. And this feels like one of those. So I don't know that you get David Lynch approval on this being Sarah Palmer, but Mark, you do get Mark Frost approval that this is Sarah Palmer so I think that's why it didn't get dad and dad
0: are fighting
1: exactly it's why it (laughs) doesn't get named as Sarah Palmer because to Lynch it doesn't matter that it if or that it's Sarah Palmer
2: I like that yeah
0: so I am looking up quickly because I have a theory that I want to uh, posit Um, can you inherit radiation poisoning okay so (laughs) (laughs) that's Googled. Okay, here's my theory. Are you ready, everybody? Um, So I think you can inherit radiation poisoning. I'm not 100% sure. I know there are weapons of war that you can inherit because our friend Patrick has Agent Orange marks on his arm. He does? Yeah. No shit? Yeah, because his dad was in Vietnam. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Wow. What? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Um,
2: That is crazy.
0: And so there are weapons of war that will be like – yeah, that fundamentally alter. Sure, uh, I guess your DNA, which yeah, is like a really buzzy thing to say yeah. around the vaccine right now. Oh, by the way, Phil, I got my first vaccine this week. Oh, congratulations!
2: Yay. Nice. I'm very excited. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, so if we follow that to like, not only does the damage of an A bomb or warfare or whatever affect the people who are directly involved, it affects generations after. Generations for sure. So if so if this frog moth is a metaphor for nuclear warfare, nuclear waste, or or whatever the 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 damage we do to each other,
1: the evil that men do,
0: the evil that men do. What's that from? Twin Peaks. <laughs> I've heard of that. We should watch that. Too. We named
1: an episode that.
0: Good for us. Um, it's an
1: Albert line. That's what he refers to. What Bob is is the. Evil oh yes, that men yes, do. yes, yes,
0: yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um. Anyway,
2: Miguel Ferrer. Oh, so
3: he's good. so good. Right. Um. So that's
0: my theory is that that frog moth is an abomination that shouldn't exist in nature, and it only exists because of this nuclear mm-hmm. like the thing the evil that men do, you know, doing mm-hmm. nuclear warfare. and it is passed down to her daughter Sarah, who is ostensibly innocent, right? Like she didn't do anything right. but because of who her parents were and because of what happened before she was born, something she could have no effect on, she inherited this evil. So I think I'm going to just mic drop that and leave. And you guys can talk about whatever no, you want. I,
1: I, no, I think that's great.
0: I, I know. Think. And I'm not going to say anything smarter no, like than it, that yeah. for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, that's my theory. Anybody else?
1: Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Phil? No, I like it too. Yeah. Oh, you guys aren't going gonna... to? Like... We're, mock- we're dropping our mics too. Oh. Oh, simple
0: yeah. mic drop. <laughs> um, anybody else have any Oh, can we talk about? Unless any, anybody has thoughts or theories, or Phil, if you want to wrap up soon. Um, if not, I'd like to talk about why this exists in this place in the series. Like,
2: uh, the one uh, I had a couple notes I wrote down. Uh, I just want to see if I covered everything. I actually that looks like I did. Um oh I I the one note during the Nine Snails thing I wrote. This is the most normal part of the entire episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh the
3: Nine Snails uh,
1: part? Yeah. I love that it's an entire performance. Oh, also Yeah, it's the whole song. I, it's yeah. like six minutes. I started yeah. to bring it up. It's like it a up. concert video. This for sure. is
0: also the first time because we've seen a lot of these Roadhouse concerts mm-hmm. or whatever. This is the first time mm-hmm. we've seen somebody introduced, I think.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Usually it's just we cut
0: to Disaffected, was beautiful that, people. That was yeah.
1: actually one of the <laughs> trivia contests um, questions in at, at Twin Peaks Fest was what named the bands that are introduced
0: oh. in Twin Peaks
1: Season 3. Mm-hmm. Not all the bands that played, but specifically the ones that get introduced by name.
0: Was it just the Nine Inch Nails? No, there's
1: a few of them. But
0: Hey, Phil, is yeah. Nine Inch Nails a reference to Jesus I just assume it's a crucifixion I think, I think thing. It's
1: an,
2: I, I think it's an urban legend. I don't think that's real.
0: Oh, like, I didn't. I, mean, I haven't heard it. I just assumed anything that has to do with nails, I just assume it's like a crucifixion thing. I
2: think that was like a – I remember when I was in junior high, they were like, yeah, because they used Irish nails to nail Jesus to the cross. And I was like, well, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know if that's true.
1: but uh, <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll do some – I it think it's on? just so that they can get that cool fucking logo with uh, the, the backwards N. Does the anybody I- call them nin
0: yeah. Just out of curiosity, it's,
1: the,
2: it's uh, not that I'm aware. Of. I mean, like if like if I'm talking about it on AIM, I, that's what I say. <laughs> um, uh, I
1: dropped my phone again, but it, um, I have to. Write it it really now. is.
2: It really is one of the best logos.
1: It's ever, just so that. simple, and you know exactly what it is. Like. Yeah. Makes for just the coolest simple t shirts. I miss those t shirts. I loved t shirts with like mm-hmm. the one small logo right in the center of the chest, but not, didn't fill up the whole shirt, just one tiny little logo. I loved shirts. Yeah.
3: Like, it was very yeah. big in like
1: I... the skate the skateboard culture, mm-hmm. which is where I grew up. But like all those shirts were just like one small logo right in the center and I fucking loved them.
2: So simple. Oh, like, a- yeah. Alien workshop shirts.
1: You're <laughs> uh... right. Exactly.
2: But there was, there was, was, yeah. Same thing with like sports shirts shirts.
1: too. Like, I want my favorite shirts are the ones that are like just a fucking like boom, you got a Bulls logo right there in the center. That's it. I don't need anything more than that. I don't need like a picture of like Derrick Rose, a cartoon of Derrick Rose dunking a basketball or some shit.
0: I left the table for thirty seconds, and y'all are talking about sports.
1: This is not a Bulls podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did you not get that?
0: Um, <laughs> Phil, have you ever listened? Do you listen to 99% Invisible ever?
2: To
3: what?
0: A, a podcast know. called 99% Invisible. there is an episode yeah. I think you would love about the 90s era NBA jerseys and how stupid mm. they were.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, they were. Yeah.
0: And they talked a lot about exactly the Toronto Raptors. About. And I'll, yes. I'll send you the link. It's very good. The
2: Orlando Magic. Yes. and oh, yeah. the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oof. And uh, yeah, there was some the Detroit Pistons jersey of the late night. Was it late nineties? No, I think it was early two thousands where they changed their color scheme and looked like a like a chess piece or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Are any
0: uh, sports teams still sporting the teal and purple look that was so big in the nineties, <laughs> or
1: did everybody kind of escape that? I, not only is that not a current basketball color scheme that team is now defunct. No, <laughs> no. no the, well, they're, the Hornets back. they're back. They're back. They're back, they're back they're now. Back. Yeah.
2: Because it was funny because it was the New Orleans Hornets. <laughs> well, so the, so sh- the Charlotte Hornets yeah. moved to New Orleans yeah. and became the New Orleans Hornets and there was a new expansion team called the Bobcats and then they wanted the Hornets name back. So the New Orleans Hornets gave their name back to the Charlotte Hornets who went from being the Bobcats back to the Hornets and the New Orleans Hornets became the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> guys, what makes this amazing. even funnier What makes this even funnier is that the Utah Jazz oh <laughs> moved from New Orleans to Utah and kept the name yeah. but will not relinquish it. Even though that the, the name Jazz has <laughs> Not nothing to do with the state of Utah. It's the same
1: thing with like, the Lakers. The Lakers, Minnesota. La- from, uh, oh, from Minnesota. 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 And, <laughs> like,
3: the That's L- funny. Lakers,
1: like, <laughs> LA is notoriously dry as fuck. <laughs> it's yes, problematic. No yeah.
0: I have a question How many of those Hornets teams had the colors golden black? You know the color of a bee and a oh, hornet? No, Anyone? No,
2: no, none, <laughs> zero. No, all purple Be- and bees and are and purple teal. and turquoise.
1: Everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> I do respect you the- can't
1: make a starter yeah. jacket like yeah that. exactly. Are <laughs> the grandma is not having any of that black and gold shit?
0: Are um the Miami Dolphins still teal and orange, which is another aggressively nineties oh, yeah. situation? Yeah. God, uh, we loved great. teal in the nineties. Uh-huh. Did, was that color invented in like 1989? We're like, aha, <laughs> the color of the decade. The
2: dolphins, that's been the dolphins color scheme for a bit, but they, I think they, they dark, it got a little darker in mm. the 80s Grit, and 90s. A gritty then, reboot? But they, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway. Anyway, so, um, so Phil, you said you watched episode seven before this?
2: I watched episode seven, yeah, and then uh, and just to, so I had some context. I don't know oh, yeah.
0: why. <laughs> oh, good. I'm uh, so glad like, you got like that. I this could context. have been really confusing for you. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> do either of you have any
0: thoughts about why this is mm. this slot? Like, why is it episode eight? Why is it not the first episode, further back? Because it doesn't seem to be necessarily moving any plots forward or solving any mysteries that we've been
1: outside of the first couple of minutes.
0: Right, so... Yeah. I mean do we think it's random do we think because also I think episode 7 was very very good it almost felt like they were building up this momentum of like okay this is a linear plot for the first time in a long time how great and Lynch is like fuck you i'm going to make you watch 60
3: minutes of black and white
0: bombs i think my lynch is getting better
1: <laughs> <laughs> i but i think i think you're correct i think i i think the honest answer to your question is fuck you, <laughs> like it's it's episode six was a, a little bit of a rough episode. Weird, like we're having in six. That's the one with like all the coins. It's just
0: dark uh, and kind of
1: slow, very
0: slow. Yes, we
1: we didn't have a lot to dissect in the pie. Like it, we still talk for two and a half hours. Don't no, get it not on, but, no, not That's one of our shortest episodes in this entire series. Oh, really? Um And then episode seven, we was like, oh, shit, we're back on track. We're getting back into Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. You're excited again. Mm-hmm. And I think the best place to squeeze in an episode that's going to be jarring when momentum. is after a high episode. And I think the next episode is another great episode that's so similar sandwiched. to seven. And so seven and nine are similar thematically and... Probably two of the most similar to the original series. Okay. Sandwich it in the middle of those two. Squeeze this fucker in here to fuck with people. You know?
0: What do you both think about sort of the concept of artists, quote unquote, challenging their audiences? Because I feel like that's a kind of common thing in the last 10 years of like, yeah, I do this. I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to like make you question whether you even like me because I'm going to like go out on a limb with this. Like, do you think that I, – I guess Phil, like you're more in the creative space than than Mikey is. Well, he's a stand-up. We did stand-up together. That's creative, right? Mikey's making I'm, a lot of faces at I'm, me.
1: I'm not saying that <laughs> Phil is not creative. I'm just <laughs> – I don't think Mike that I'm also creative. Creative. Well, I was specifically not. I guess that's perfor- what that felt like. <laughs> I guess
0: performance focused is what I was trying to say. Like, you, like, you, Phil and I both, like, wrote and performed our shit, whereas, like, sure. videography is a different.
2: You perform, you write and perform. I mean, yeah, there's, I know, but I
1: know, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, like Mikey isn't
0: writing a lot of Just original. Just start
1: talking, Phil. Yeah, but,
0: but, but does that make does my question make sense aside from my general distaste for my husband Michael? Um, does that question make sense? Like, it, it seems like people are very into challenging yeah. their audience and pushing them toward. I like
2: that sort of thing generally. Like, I, I don't like I, I I I draw the line at provocateurs. Like, I don't like it when someone's like. fuck you you don't get this yeah and because i don't i don't don't think lynch operates like that i think it's more you don't uh no i think i think it's i think he wants i think he's intentionally obtuse but i don't think he does it to conceal anything i think it's more like it it it's it's more like how someone sort of writes a mystery where it's just like "I, Mm -hmm. i want you to figure it out but i want you to project your feelings onto this like i I think when people leave things ambiguous, it's easy Mm. to to say like, oh, they're just kind of being a dick or they're Mm -hmm. lazy. But I think, I think Lynch is more like, I'm doing this for your benefit. So you can, you
1: can put what your, he wants to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. Like it's, there's, there's one set of being an auteur or artist or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And Lynch's approach seems to be, I want to reach as many people as possible and keep it vague enough that anybody can apply any thought or idea behind it, and it can work and and work for them Mm -hmm. and have meaning to them. And then there's people who do the exact opposite of that, of like, this is for a specific thing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand this exact thing that I was feeling and thinking, this isn't for you. And that's my... And I think... yeah.
2: I like the other side of the coin of of David Lynch is like Lars Van Trier, kind of of just yeah. like I'm gonna make the stuff that just like that just pisses you off and makes you uncomfortable. Wait, I, and like I don't the care. the only
0: thing I know about Lars Van Trier didn't he do the um, Psycho reshoot?
1: No, that's
2: Gus Van N- Sant. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Lar, Lars, I'm closer Lars than I thought I would be. A
2: man
1: there, in the <laughs> I get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Lars Van Trier made Antichrist,
1: which you should just read the Wikipedia Antichrist summary. Is, is, the thing is, just, like, he. Is he like a horror? He's very hit or miss for me. Like, there's some movies of of Lars Monterey that I love, and then some of it that I can't stand. Um,
0: Dancer in the Dark, oh, that Bjork movie. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. He did that. Mm -hmm. Antichrist. Oh, Uh, Melancholia. Melancholia. Nymphomaniac. Um,
0: I have not seen Ant. Dogville. Uh,
1: Dogville, yeah.
0: D Day was a TV movie. No, I haven't seen anything that he's done, but but go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil.
3: Let's let hear you say about
2: Lars Venture. No, but it's it, like he's just more of a provocateur. and uses sort of the the weirdness to. He wants to push boundaries
1: and, of the medium.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: and, and like, and I think it's easy to, for some people to look at Lynch and say that he's just pretentiously weird, but I I don't I don't but, think that. I think it's more like he's laying these like breadcrumbs. Well, and,
1: the key is is watching yeah. like like the fact that so like. The last couple of releases of season three and the Zeta A set show all of this behind the scenes footage of David Lynch directing and you see how he directs and you realize that like he's such a fucking sweetheart mm-hmm. like yeah. he's so like oh just just go with it and make sure you're feeling this and like he's so delightful and as opposed to like you know, Bertolucci or Kubrick who famously like tortured the fuck out of Shelley yeah. Duvall. Yeah. I think Kubrick like, is yeah. kind of coming into his own. Like uh, those people who I need to get this because I'm a thing. And he's like, Lynch takes the, a nice approach to get dark feelings out of people. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I fucking love that about him.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking about like I feel like Dave Lynch is maybe most similar to like Charlie Kaufman, and that it's purposefully pretty weird, but it's I don't I don't want to say linear, but like you're like you have roots somewhere,
1: right? you you have characters that you can potentially make sense of it,
0: as opposed to just sort of throwing shit up on the screen. It's not full
1: avant garde. I feel like
2: Kaufman gives you a little. More guidance, though, like uh, there's there's more there's more lines on the page, sure, that, uh, and, for his
1: stuff. Like, yeah, Kaufman also likes the like realization effect. Mm. Lynch doesn't yeah, care if you we're ever Lynch get to is that just, realization. Yeah,
0: I feel like I'm yeah. like. In the beginning of going through a very real Charlie Kaufman phase, because yeah. I like we saw, I've mentioned this so many times in the show, but we watched. Um, I'm thinking of ending things,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. and
0: so, I yeah. have not stopped thinking about it since. Like I was so like,
1: I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of ending things.
0: I'm thinking of ending things with you, my husband. <laughs>
1: Boom! There we go, guys. A <laughs> well, marriage just ended well, on the least. air.
3: <laughs>
0: Bring Jen on. We're done with you, no. Anyway, um, but there is just something about his version which i think is how you feel about lunch of like his version of like weird reality is like yeah. oh yeah like i'm totally into this like i we watched synecdoche new york recently and just i don't really understand the plot i don't think but i Doesn't enjoyed every second of like people layering on top of each other like oh you play her and she plays you and now you're in this relationship and,
1: i love it give you the emotion behind it yes and that's the key yeah. you can relate to the things that are happening whether you understand them or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah kaufman wrote a uh a seven hundred page novel that I've just started, oh, yeah? ironically, <laughs> and it's great. Is it good? Uh, yeah. What is yeah. it? I, I mean, like, I'm, I didn't
0: know he's a novelist.
2: This is first one. Oh. It just came out a while, a little while ago. I, I, I was like, Oh, Charlie Kaufman wrote a novel. Yes. What's it called? Um, I'm looking at it. It's called Ant. It's called Ant Kind. Mm. And I really oh, have A N T or A U N T A N T, and I haven't really figured it out yet. Uh, mm. it, but as I would expect, because I'm like 90 pages into 700, but, um, I know that I know some of it, a lot of it, or I don't know if some, or a lot of it revolves. There's a, a significant part of it focuses about this like movie. That's really long. Like it's three months long or something like that. that like, feels like, Synecdoche. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. I'm getting a lot of the Synecdoche vibes from it. Um,
1: did you ever see an Anomalisa? I don't remember. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, I need to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, yeah, never seen it was, either.
0: I just put uh, Ant yeah. Kinda on my uh, holds at the Chicago Public Library,
1: which I, oh, yeah. which
0: I am a member of the Chicago Public Library based on my brother's address where he no longer lives. Shh.
1: They might right. be fucking tapping us. The library is notoriously... <laughs> the Library active. Association. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh,
2: they're like the KGB, basically. Yeah, basically. Sure. Oh, my uh, God.
0: Um. Do you... This is what I was... I think a lot of time because I've had I've been very like I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of people I I admire which is which is a very lucky thing. And so a lot of times when I'm watching something I think about like if I was sitting across the table from David Lynch what would we what would I ask him that would evoke actually an interesting answer instead of like a rote hmm. like scripted answer
1: instead of care to elaborate care to elaborate on that no, no.
0: Have you heard that story, Bill? Oh,
1: it's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I know. I know.
3: that's great.
0: Um, so anyway, so I was thinking about that a lot, and my first, the first question I could come up with, and I want to hear what you all have to say about it is: Do you think David Lynch would find a podcast like this interesting or valuable? If some, like, two people who are not experts in literally anything sitting down and like diving into his work and trying to figure out what it means and finding, trying to find connections. Do you think he would see that as a valuable exercise in enjoying Twin Peaks to a high, a greater extent? Or do you think he'd be like, I don't, I don't fuck like, what do you No, I didn't mean any of that. What the fuck are you talking about? Like it's a scary frog moth. Like it's not a, it's not representational of an A-bomb. And obviously you don't know the answers, but I would like to hear your, your, your thoughts. Uh...
2: I would, I would think yes. Yeah. yeah Cause I feel like part of the allure for him, and this is just me making an assumption would be the fact that it is hard to figure out and people can draw their own meanings from mm-hmm. it. So like it's, it's, it's entertaining to see where people go with it. Like mm-hmm. if, and I think it's, I'm also speaking on a personal level. If I, if I were to release something into the world that was this popular and, and it's popular as this all, uh,
0: podcast, right? Is what you mean?
2: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: to put something out into the world that people react to uh, and, and deduce all these meanings and, and, and project to. onto, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. I, I think I'd be. I would. It'd be kind of a rush to like be like, I didn't think of that, but neat. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Like, I and I think he would get. He seems like the kind of person that would get a kick out of that. That's.
1: I think famously why he doesn't project his own specific meanings onto things. Mm-hmm. When people ask him like what did you mean by this? He won't say those things. Mm-hmm. He won't put his specific of like this is what I was thinking and this is why I did this because that's not up to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The art speaks that's for what- him the art speaks for itself. You apply whatever reaction or meaning to it you want. Mm-hmm. And so if people are out there discussing his work, mission accomplished i think he like i think he likes the idea that this exists more than what's actually said oh okay i like that you know what i mean like the fact that i'm invoking you know discussion is more important than what you're discussing because everyone can have a different meaning and and the and the correct answer is that you're both fucking correct.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't care if you're ha, both have polar opposite ideas of what this line means or scene mm-hmm. means or thing, whatever means you're both correct because you know why it means something to you mm-hmm. and therefore I succeeded. That's, that's my thought on his approach.
0: Okay. Phil.
1: Yeah. I like that.
2: And I, think I think it's, <laughs> well, no, the, and I, I um, and I think that's why, or not. I think it is why a lot, a lot of directors don't do DVD commentaries. Mm-hmm. Like I think Paul Thomas Anderson. I think maybe Spielberg is the same, where oh. they are like, I don't, I don't want to color your uh, perception of this thing. Like, I have my intents, I have my meanings, but I'm not going to. Sit down and lay them out sure. because I don't want to take away from what mm-hmm. God, what you're projecting onto the stage. Doesn't
0: that portray such an intense amount of confidence in what you've put out into the world to say, like, "All right, I've put it out; it's done." It's whatever you think. Cause I like, I feel like if I, uh, like when I was doing stand up or like when I write or whatever, there's a big part of me that wants to like look over everybody's shoulder while they're reading or mm. listening to it to be like, did you get what I did here? Like, <laughs> this is a throwback yeah. to that.
1: You see this reference? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Flip, flip side to that though, it's a safety net. If you never go on record and say, well, what I was going for was this.
3: And did and I fail People or was say, no,
1: you, that's what you were going for. Then you failed miserably. Mm. If you, as long as you are confident, but don't say it, you're in a safe zone hmm. of, oh, well, you just didn't get what I was going for. Yeah. You know?
0: One of my favorite examples of this, and I, I'm sure I brought up on this podcast, but um, Phil, did you, were you a fan of the Fox uh, television program, So You Think You Can Dance? Or is that just <laughs> just me? Just me <laughs> hey, hey, here at this? Yeah, nice. uh, no. Okay. Just me. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: There is a Uh, dance from six, seven years Uh, ago. Mikey's heard me talk about this so much because it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite example of like art being up up to interpretation. There is a a dance and it had, it revolved around a light bulb that was like suspended on the stage. And it was like somebody reaching for the light bulb and then being pulled away. And the choreographer said in like the package before the dance happened, this is a story about, a couple and the woman is trying to find light. She's trying to like be happy and her boyfriend keeps pulling her back. That's literally like what he said. That's what the dance is about. Mm. And I watched, I was like, Nope, this is a, this is a, um, a dance about a woman who is dying and her Try, boyfriend yeah. is trying to pull her like from to
1: keep you, keep you here with yeah. us. Yeah.
3: Because
0: the light is mm. heaven or whatever. The light is death. Right. And, light and he's summer. constantly pulling her away from the light and it's genuinely, it's one of my favorite pieces of art of all time. Like, it's genuinely a dance I very much love. But it's also, I just think, such a great example of, like, that. And also, like, where I was in my life is I was contemplating death a lot. Like, I had a friend who had died mm. recently, so that's what was, like, knocking around my brain. But every time I watch I'm like, no, no, no. This is what this dance is to me. And I think if I told that choreographer that, he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that tracks. Because And
3: that's
1: fine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's hard to put a statement on things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think uh, 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 an example that came out recently of something similar to this is that uh, The Matrix, uh, that either Lily or Lana Wachowski confirmed that The Matrix is a story about becoming about a, a, trans-, a, a trans-, trans allegory. Yeah, a trans allegory. Didn't we all knew that? And- at the time, uh, well, no. Uh, oh,
0: okay. No, no, but I mean- time, no. Since they and, both w- come- Oh, I'm sorry. You just keep talking, Phil. How about that?
2: No, no, no. So, I, I found it fascinating because- the, So The Matrix came out. I mean, we're all roughly around the same age. The Matrix came out and I went to college and I watched The Matrix for like seven classes. Like it was just this <laughs> insane- I mean, I, it was insane how many classes I had to watch and analyze and break down. It's and, a oh, scarlet letter meeting, of film
3: meeting. school. I mean, it was-
1: Technically, very proficient, but also like this deep fucking, thematically, yeah, yeah. Story and themes. And
0: what did all you study in college, Phil?
1: Communication and culture,
2: which is <laughs> at Indiana University, which is a department that has since dissolved. <laughs> so, my major okay. doesn't even exist. That's work. why you
1: work at a software company.
0: <laughs> Can we architects? do a
1: quick whip around
0: on the majors that are at this table because they're all dumb? I was a lit major. Greif was a film major and you were at communications and what?
1: It, so,
2: uh, it, Communication and culture. We and are I, the I people to,
0: Republicans I, hate.
2: I have to plug it because, okay, so this was uh, I, uh, I started in 2000, graduated in 2004 and the and the department was, ma- was made up of people from film, um, anthropology, mm-hmm. gender studies, sociology. There were all these people that came together to create this department and the major focused on specifically about how uh communication and media affected uh the general public mm-hmm. and how communication was created and uh and how it could be read I mean, and like the, awesome. the different. Yeah. And, and it was funny because i graduated and was just like what are you gonna do with that that sounds worthless and now i'm like fuck all of you i should be a I should be working in washington right honestly- like i should like like this like this is like this is the sort of stuff that like like over the last like 20 years i was like oh yeah this all completely makes sense well, honestly, like, i, I all feel trapped? that way
0: a lot when like, i i think because i graduated college in 08 and i was a lit major with an anthropology minor and are you ready for it phil Incomplete dance <laughs> yeah. minor what's up yeah um and my dad and like
1: that's why you got the fucking light bulb dance yeah. <laughs> Because you didn't finish your dance minor. Yeah,
0: I want to be clear. My dad openly mocked me when I added on the anthropology minor to my lit major. He's like, oh, good job, Jess. That's really good. Open up your fucking job prospects, you idiot. Uh, he didn't call me an idiot. Maybe in his brain. Um, but <laughs> like... Um, <laughs> but Probably I spent, allowed,
1: you just don't remember
0: it. <laughs> I spent 10 years, right? Like post-grad, not making very much money, not doing a job that I liked. Like, fucking phil you know we worked in Good how generous. many years did you work like collectively i think we've all put in a decade each of like
3: oh i'm in two, restaurants? restaurants yeah i'm
0: yeah. 20
1: years of yeah. service experience
0: oh yeah um but now as a an adult who yes i'm unemployed thank you but <laughs> i generally work a lot like I'm a, I'm a freelance writer and i'm so grateful that i have this background of like learning to appreciate what art means and seeing seen, seen oh, yeah. into a part of the world or a part of the country or part of society that I would never see but you see it through books like i'm really grateful i had that because like if i was a marketing major i don't think i'd be that much better off now than i was mm-hmm. in college or like a fucking oh, finance yeah. major whatever garbage like white dudes do usually in college um but <laughs> i just think we're i'm hoping that we as a society are coming around to like what, my favorite tweet that happened in the last few months was after, uh, um, during the inauguration, when the poet, Rachel, no, I never got it right.
2: Amanda. Amanda,
0: fuck. Uh, hold
2: on, hold, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, look it up, and then I'm going to say Gorman. It, Amanda Gorman. I'm, Gorman. I'm just going to,
0: everybody be cool, I'm going to say it like I know it. When Amanda Gorman did her, her poem, and everybody was fucking floored by it, and- my favorite tweet i saw was like i'm glad we all agree that her poem was the best part of that inauguration now fund the fucking arts program you monsters like yeah that Mm -hmm. like without art what the fuck are we doing like we're just pushing money to each other
1: especially like at the start of this pandemic like Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about how like oh well we need to Focus up on the important things, and I was like. Meanwhile, all you're doing now is sitting at home watching movies, listening to fucking records, reading fucking books, yeah. from the fucking art. It's it's really these these are essential fucking workers. It's genuinely very
0: astonishing to me that I'm going to say older people at all. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say old boomers. white guys. I'm going to say old white boomers are so like if your kid was a theater major like oh my god what the fuck are you doing like you're useless you're gonna make nothing of your life and then literally you're like okay so we're gonna go see go see a movie what do you want to do today like everybody consumes art and for some reason our society is so disdainful of people who want to study arts like it's it's like either you are naturally completely gifted and need no training or you're
1: not it's simply because there's not a metric behind art oh yeah it's What's the dollar amount? What's Mm -hmm. the percentage of increase of such and such? There's nothing behind art that says success or failure.
0: Well, if you're an artist- So the assumption is
1: all failure.
0: Well, but they know- If you're Van Gogh, you were a success. If you were- After he
1: fucking died. Yeah, after you're dead.
0: Yeah, no,
3: that's fair. Most of this fucking
1: art is appreciated after you're fucking dead.
0: But it's so funny when people are like, oh, like, I don't know, who's a tough- actor guy who's like a I was gonna say Vin Diesel Russell Crowe Russell Crowe Crow. oh he's a man's man <laughs> good
3: one that's a great interview. he's a
0: man's man oh you, actually I, I'm gonna I'm so sorry I'm gonna step on that because I heard an interview with uh Nick Offerman who everyone's Ooh. like Nick Offerman who played um Ron Swanson who played Ron Swanson yep. in thank you in um in uh Parks and Rec and everyone's like oh you're a man's man you're and he I've heard an interview he's like I was an actor. I was taking dance classes. I am like yeah. the girly one of my brothers. Like, it, people do not have the ability to be like, yeah. people don't just show up on set and be actors. You have to study this thing and you have to be a Ron Swanson type to get to. Anyway, sorry, that's way off the rails. No, but yeah. It, yeah. No, I like it. Anyway. Uh, any last thoughts we have? There's the tangents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it took us the entire. Uh, time we're backloading to get the We're backloading our tangents yeah, I lately. Like
2: I was gonna. I was. I, I was gonna shovel in some recommendations. Oh great. Um, uh, I, if if there are any gamers who also like Twin Peaks, I was gonna recommend two, now three games. I was gonna mention. This is a total tangent. I love it. I love it. So this uh, is a tangent there's, there's a podcast. Game, all right, so yeah, so if, so if anyone likes Twin Peaks and video games, I would recommend because uh, I've played two games during the pandemic that were very Twin Peaksy. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero and Control are both amazing, and um, I'm about to start playing a game uh, next month called Disco Elysium, which has a it's a a dialogue driven game that has a um, a trait you can unlock called Inland Empire. Uh-huh.
3: And oh no! uh
2: and the in, hold on, let me look up exactly what the trait does. Uh so it's a it's like a dialogue driven game and where you have you're a detective and you but it's it's a really weird game. But anyway, uh it's a it's a skill um is the unfiltered wellspring of imagination, emotion, and foreboding. <laughs> it enables you to grope your way through invisible dimensions of reality, gaining insight into which into that which sight can't see, what's really going on? What are these enigmatic riddles that, that mean for the world? And like, and when I read about this, I was like, I am one hundred percent.
3: That is
1: <laughs> like, that number like, You could have told me that that is straight up a review for Inland Empire.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, no. and they. That's and I love how it was like how they the create like there's a lot of stuff in video games le- recently with like. Lynchian influences, yeah. and I love it. Uh, now,
0: uh, uh, Phil, in our house, we only have a Sega Genesis.
3: Hmm.
0: Now, could we uh, play that on our <laughs> Sega Genesis?
2: No, no. Oh. Uh, it, right. You could pl- well Kentucky Route Zero. You could probably play on a pretty simple PC, but Control is on like console. That would either a console or a PC, and
3: then uh, Phil, it was just a fun Discord goof. We- I don't think we can actually but if play you those like things. Sega on Genesis, Genesis <laughs> and you
1: like Twin Peaks can I recommend Sonic 2 where you oh. get tails.
0: Can I say I got Mikey the Sega maybe five or six years ago uh, for Christmas or something like that. And he has it set up in our basement. And one time I came down, he was playing Sonic and I could see he was actively really angry because Sonic is one of those games that yeah. like you, can, when you lose your lives, you start from the beginning. Yeah. And at one point he was like, fuck. And I was like, Oh, this was not what I had in mind when I got you a fucking Sega Genesis. I thought we were going to play, like, Cruising USA or whatever.
3: The
1: the part of the problem was, like, it doesn't match the current TV setup.
3: Mm, So it was going,
1: like, through a controller, through another box, through another, like whatever that can convert it to hdmi so that it can go into my thing so it was like a little bit of a delay mm. which made that's it that's really why he was hard. bad at it yeah i wasn't just bad <laughs> i it was bad because of a slight delay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've got new controllers and i've been better since i'm just saying i would uh <laughs>
2: i'll look into it mikey uh i know we're really going off the rails here there that you can yeah. buy these things that are this is the HDMI off the rails podcast up. Yeah, these HDMI upscalers that'll take like your old system and using like AI will upscale it to like. That's what I have to look better. Oh, you got one. Oh, I think it was it
1: it was straight up just that my controller, what like the the one B button was slow to react. You had you have to like Uh, really press it in, so you can't tap it you have to like press it
0: and the thing and that it. definitely wasn't the problem was that mikey is bad at sonic right okay i just wanted to be <laughs> we clear. All, as
1: long that. as we all know that
0: yeah, yeah yeah no i wanted to be clear yeah, yeah i wanted to get your name down right um okay did phil did you have any other recommendations uh
2: no that's it uh i'm trying to think i think I there was something else recently that was very lynchian that i experienced but i don't
1: i don't know Probably all of reality. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of reality, uh, yeah. and then you dreamt about yeah. it, and then, yeah. Yeah. It
3: sense. yeah.
1: <laughs> and there's a frog but, boss. Uh, Any Anything else specifically about this episode or- Series. Series uh, or-
2: I have nothing. I went through my notes to see if I missed anything, but we covered all. Of it, I love so. that you take notes. So that's, yeah, uh, I, I, I had for this one. I had this to, was, I like was like, like the I first episode
1: where I didn't. Them. This is the first time I've watched this where I didn't like. I just like let oh, it really? fucking really? absorb me. And I usually don't yeah. take
0: notes just because when I read through the yeah. uh, the summary, it usually triggers the things I want to want to say. Mm.
3: Um.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Phil, is there anywhere? Uh, do you want anyone to follow you anywhere? Do you have a Twitter you want to plug or?
2: Yeah, uh, at, at Phil Key Jacket, P H uh, uh, I L K I J A K. Do I follow without, you on
1: Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, I don't even know. If I, do. uh, <laughs> I don't
3: think so. Oh, that's weird. I you... think I follow you.
1: Oh, Maybe. yikes! No, I, that's I, a real I, big I
0: time move I made on you. huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think honestly, I don't know. I think I, like, like, yeah, I think I follow you. Um, do I? I don't know. Okay.
0: Eject. Key Jack. Key well, when I
2: Yeah, you can say my name on here.
0: Follow. Got it. Two hundred and seventeen followers, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> no, I don't follow you,
1: so there you go. There Yeah. You did it. <laughs> and you should, you should just continue yeah. not to.
0: That's a, oh okay. We literally just followed each other on this show. This is yes. the most millennial bullshit that's ever happened. Yeah. So I think we can leave it there, um, Mikey. Yeah. Anything you he doesn't need to plug. It. He's made it very
1: You'll clear he asking. doesn't need to plug anything. I don't have shit to plug.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily need like. Phil was recommending like a, a, a video game or something like that. Do you, have anything you I didn't
1: want to make know? them, but just, yeah. If uh, you guys just, haven't I, heard yeah, of to this. To be
0: clear, Phil did not
1: create these video games that he's This playing. Sopranos There's show so that TV. I've been watching. Oh yeah. Keep an eye out. I think it's going to do something. It's going to take off. Yeah. This is a pretty good show.
0: You know, I just started <laughs> rewatching Phil. I don't know why I feel like you've probably watched it. Have you ever watched Deadwood?
2: No. Well, actually, yes. Uh, we So we tried to watch it. We got like four episodes in and we didn't.
1: It didn't click. With That's it. kind of where I am right now. I'm not now. a big Western
3: fan.
1: That's I like same. Western.
0: Yeah. Weirdly, Timothy Oliphant, who is like my- Smoking hot. You, well, yeah. I was going to say the guy that I would definitely leave Mikey for like without thinking about it too <laughs> hard. <laughs> to be fair,
1: I would leave you for Timothy Oliphant.
0: Oh Aliphant my God. Also. Easy peasy. <laughs> um, He's weirdly not as charismatic in this yeah. show as he yeah. is in like later shit. And it's very strange to see. But do I like hot guys riding horses? <laughs> I do.
1: I sure fucking do. Um okay I oh. the only thing I would say it's less of a recommendation and more of a avoidance suggestion thing. Okay. Um I've been doing for the month of February. Oh. For yeah, black yeah. History it's Month. Good. I I watch a lot of movies. I typically watch a movie a day or more. Um and I'm only watching movies directed by black directors for the month of February for for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um. So if anybody has any great recommendations or th- movies that I – so we
0: might have missed. Obviously,
1: like I can look up and Google black directors and oh. you get your, you know, Spike Lee's and your Ava DuVarnay's and mm-hmm. F. Gary Gray and all these guys that are the popular ones. But if anyone has this great one, you know, direct awesome movie that's Lynchian or something that I – you think mm-hmm. I would enjoy that is directed by a black director, please let me know.
0: Yeah. Um. We're going to watch tonight – have you watched uh, Judas and the Black Messiah yet? Phil?
1: No,
2: I just. I, I saw yeah, I'm I'm very watching it excited, tonight. Excited, I say. Yeah. Oh man. I'm very yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta do that.
0: Okay. Uh, well, Phil, thank you so much for uh, giving us so much yeah, of your time. Great. I know we tend yeah. to be like a weird time sponge. That you sit down, mm-hmm. and spend like four no, hours. <laughs> <a> sudden,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should call this like fucking windbag podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God! Well, so Phil, we name all the episodes after a quote from the show, Wait, and there's been. Down down
1: there. been I feel like we're going to end up with this is the water, this is the well, right? Yeah,
0: I guess. Because
1: God of Light is the showtime title.
0: We didn't even um, talk about the horse part because we've seen horses all the way through Twin Peaks. And he says, what
1: is the horse is the
0: way to the eyes. Is that what he says? Yeah. I said it. And as I was saying, I was like, this makes no fucking sense as I say it.
1: I've tried (laughs) to analyze this little like poem or whatever it is that he reads. Poem is good. It's Blurb. Yeah, it remind what I keep falling back on is the scene in pulp fiction when who doesn't when Jules is like Which one's Jules? when he reads the Ezekiel 25, Sam Jackson when okay. he re- re- reads the Ezekiel two, and he's like I never gave much thought to what it means. I just thought it was some yeah. cold blooded shit to say to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good actually. And and I hear that and I hear this thing. It's the same thing with like the the Fire Walk With Me, poem yeah. also. yeah I guess poem is the best word yeah, for those. Poem. But mm. what are they, f- in and of themselves, what do they fucking mean? I have no idea. Speaking of in and of itself, <laughs> if anyone hasn't oh, seen yeah. in and of itself yes. on Hulu, Let's. fucking watch it. it Jess, did you watch it? Un- watch it? together fucking real. It I'm is so incredible. Sorry. Don't know anything about it. The less you know, the better. Watch it! It is absolutely mind blowing.
0: I didn't think it was as good as ever. everyone. Uh, I want to be clear. Jess every, is
1: absolutely one hundred percent wrong. No, no, hundred percent. Everybody best thing on TV.
0: Everybody right else has been leveled by it. Like I've heard amazing. so many people whom uh, I respect, I and people like Mikey who love it.
1: People you respect and
3: me.
0: Thank you for repeating my joke. <laughs> Wait, you watched when he said it? I made the joke, Phil. <laughs> Uh, no, I like I no I. I
2: the difference is mine yes. was a joke. You were serious. No, I wasn't yeah. serious.
3: Uh,
0: uh,
2: I, uh, <laughs> um, no, I didn't realize it until he said it. Like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I thought it was very good. I my mind wasn't blown the way a lot of people's were, which is probably a Jessica problem and not a not a show problem. Um, okay, I want to yeah. leave you with this question: Do you think Quentin Tarantino would think? Yeah, you should watch my movies during Black History Month. <laughs> i fucking hope not (laughs) don't you phil doesn't that feel like a very quentin tarantino thing to do of like no i'm not
1: technically Uh, black like i I would say i I, maybe i would say not in general but it would not surprise me if he if he was like you should watch Django unchained well i mean he
0: is like like the one white director who's like how many n-bombs can i fit into my
1: movie (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i i've always been a little yeah wary of that but also like I think I, I think it depends on when you ask him. I think if you asked him now, he would say no. But if you asked him
0: three years ago, twenty years, no, I would say three years I ago. I think now. his reckon his like, racial reckoning has come very recently. Like
1: straight up, Jackie Brown is basically a black exploitation film. No, right? It's literally exactly
0: yeah. a black exploitation film. Like, but he, he thinks that he is it, part it, of it black culture. It's
1: just an homage to it.
0: But he is Which not is the important. person who is who should be making homages to black culture. He's arguably <laughs> the last
1: person. But then, but then at the same That's time, he turn. also does <laughs> homages to like fucking Japanese. I, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I admit I didn't <laughs> even hear what I said.
0: <laughs> I feel just in this tuck fucking turned.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for like, sure. Like, all right, well, here. we're wrapped up. up, up. Stuff, bro. That's what the fucking wine is problem. Cheers right, well. again. Let's hear. Cheers and let's. Cheers you, bud. Shout Yay. out to potentially get our pursued by bear. Oh, pursued by wine. Hashtag pursued by wine. Ooh, hashtag yeah. pursued by wine. We are I on a dedicated to mission to get a sponsorship from Pursued by Bear Wine, which is Kyle, which is McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin's wine.
3: Uh, the last two episodes. No, 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 no since the beginning,
1: beginning. And then we forgot for like six months. Right. And then and we then came back. We keep back. bringing it back, but we keep calling it Pursued by Wine. So our chances of getting it are not good, but it also is because we're a little bit drunk.
3: <laughs>
1: Pursued by Wine. Yeah. I will say, though, last week. It's very good wine it's very yeah, good well, last week yeah,
0: we yes. we did like a four and a half hour episode and we were both drinking tea the whole time so I don't think we can blame wine on our ramblings I think it's yeah. just who we are as people oh,
3: that's shut so up okay.
0: yeah. alright Phil thank you again Um, always enjoy hanging out with you let's get together when this shit ends see And Monday, um Monday I guess
3: yeah, uh, see- yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like even I though mean. I sit ten feet away from Mikey during the day you and him talk more than he and I do which is like fine I guess <laughs> We have
1: conversations on about day. non-work shit. Yeah, no, like that's in and I day. all
0: day. Anyway, hey, Phil, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks for
3: having
0: me.
2: Thanks, bud. We will great. talk to
0: you soon, okay? We'll talk to you soon. Funny. Later. Thank you for listening to Cooper Duper at Twin Peaks Podcast for Regular People, hosted by Michael Greif and me, Jessica Blumke Greif. Our podcast logo is by Foraker Creative. You can follow them at Foraker Creative. Our theme music is by Brad Chactus. You can always email us at cooperduperpod at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes and leave us a positive review and tell a friend. We'll see you next week.